Greetings fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am the Sensational One, Shinblade, and also, as usual, I have my co-host, my good friend, the vivacious uh, Red Mikaville, should I say? Uh, that's my name. I mean, shall you say? Why would you not say that? <laughs> what else would you call me? Oh, yeah, there's many things I can call you, but some of them I can't say uh... on the pod. I mean, they're complimentary, but they're just not... Uh, PG friendly. Oh, wait, or PG? PG 13. Oh, shoot. Okay. I watch my language. I gotta watch my effing mouth, huh? Yo, okay. Well, yeah, you know, watch your effing mouth. <laughs> this? this is a children's show. No, I'm joking. F them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to AC Mack. He got a shirt that says F them kids. Oh, you did? He does. It's, yes, he does. That's uh, Rich Homie Juice on. No, no, no. AC Mack. Okay. The Loud Mouth. The longest reigning champion in the South, AC Mac. Okay. Has a shirt say "F them kids." Wow, that's the second one after MJF. After people made that meme when he stuck the middle finger in the kid face mm. at the uh, convention, which was long, about eight years ago, when the world was normal. Oh, I remember normalcy. <laughs> I remember it like it was. Two years ago, because <laughs> it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, we got another 10 years for this to end. Because oh, yeah. now states are opening up 100%, no mask mandate, so you can walk around, gag as you feel, as if there's no such thing as a pandemic. People have been doing that already without <laughs> states opening up 100%. And in, in those states where people have done that, the COVID rise has not decreased. They have not flattened the curve. They've just skimmed the herd. The weak. Say that one more time. What? The flattening the curve? Or Flatten the, the curve and skim. skim. They have not been flattening the curve, but skim the herd. They've skimmed the herd. That's a shirt. <laughs> the, the the weak little lambs at the back of the uh, herd have been COVID wolfed. And that's because they've been doing the stupid and doing the dumb dumb now. Of course, some people have been, you know, trying to practice and unfortunately have caught COVID, but. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of idiots out there mouth breathing and coughing and sneezing and going, and kissing. I don't gotta do no mask. I'm a new what I want to do, especially out in wrestling shows in the South. So, why am I not surprised? Because the South shall rise again. Well, keep on rising, dumbasses. <laughs> it's gonna be rising in COVID soon. The COVID is rising, so congratulations. You called it and you are hurting your people. So, good for you, I guess. That's what you wanted. And I was planning to go to Atlanta this year, uh, around about the summertime, to visit family. Even though Atlanta is not open, open, I don't think. It is. In um, some uh, parts of Georgia, it is. Okay. Atlanta, uh, thankfully, the mayor of Atlanta is a Keisha smart Lance lady. Bottoms. Yes. Um, she's made some mandates and what have you. But, unfortunately, there are surrounding areas in Atlanta where people are not um doing what they should be doing and it helps to increase i get the numbers from atlanta i don't know if i said that no you t- um, you said it before 
when I get numbers for Atlanta's COVID cases and all that, and it's still, it's still sad. And there are still people dying, still people getting sick, um, still people, you know, just out here. And unfortunately, COVID is um, not being taken seriously and it's affecting the community down there. Well, I will say on my part, as of this episode, I am fully vaccinated due to my personal life and my um, personal dealings. So I, I'm vaccinated. So I'm a step you make up. It sounds like you're my personal life. Here, let me put it. Due to your well, outside interests outside of wrestling, due to the yes. things that you do, you were fortunate enough to be one of uh, the people who are fully vaccinated. You've had both of the shots. Yes, and for those who are wondering how I felt, uh, first shot, I felt nothing. Second shot, I just had chills after 20 hours, and that went away after six to eight hours uh, the next day. So I took a media day and stayed home and, you know, just had to, uh, well, pardon the pun, but chill it out. I just had to, I just had to hydrate, you know, take a lot of hydration, coconut water, liquid IV, and I got through it. So it wasn't that bad. That's his normal with the coconut water and the liquid IV, y'all. So don't think you have to run out after you get shots and have to get coconut water and liquid IVs. He just has that in general. Are you touching me? No, yeah, it looked like you had a hair in your eye, so I was just trying to get it away. Um, no, but, coco- but coconut water, <laughs> hey, I'm not Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> I'm already mad enough as it is that <laughs> the sexual harassment cases are number one and not the nursing home deaths in New York, which I think is more important. Because, but you know what? It's, it's news and sales. With sales is sex and dead people tell no tales. <laughs> well, what, what, okay, so... You said F them kids, or AC Max said F them kids, and on this side of things, they say F them old people. Pretty much, the governor of New York said F them old people. <laughs> um, lied about the deaths in relationship to nursing home deaths as far as COVID goes. But like you said, the major story is his inappropriate relations, or excuse me, alleged inappropriate Allegedly. relations with uh, different female staffers and what have you. Here's the deal. I'm going to say something that a lot of people are going to take offense to. And if you take offense to it, and it's not about you, then chill out. If you take offense to it, and it is about you, then quit being a creep. But men are dogs. Men are disgusting. Men are nasty. Dudes are going to be dudes. They're going to shoot their shot, especially men with some semblance of power, prestige, title, whatever upper echelon you want to call it they try to take advantage of the situation that they're in they will try to take advantage of a female or males because you know some some folks are equal opportunity but they will try to take advantage of the position that they have on someone who is a, a subordinate someone who is under them the key is and i know it's hard but the key is to step up and say something then and there Put people in their place. Well, first of all, I got to counter that because uh, number one, it's not only men; there are females that are predators too. So let's just let's just be equal equal down the line because there's there but there but, are more men than females because you don't have a prevalent amount of females in power. So if you want to go and say, "Oh, there are females too," yeah, there are, but there's not as many females because females 
typically especially in this United States of America are not the figureheads and they're not the ones who have a more established place than male counterparts. But but I will say that uh, you say power and then you said to step up and speak out. Sometimes when it comes to power, you can't step up and speak out because you don't know what venues to go, not venues, ventures, to, uh, roads to go to without people being informants of said person that uh, put the offense on you. So you have to find a way to do it. We live and, in an information age. Well, well, we do. The internet is undefeated. Well, back then it was. And no, this was a couple of years ago for some of this New York stuff. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, as far as uh, allegations, anything. Back then was me against a lot of people, as far as the opposition goes. Now, and, and, and I, I, we're segueing a lot from wrestling. We are. Um, now, now, too, now it's now it's like um, you know you got to go to certain areas so you can get your point across, and also even if you if it wasn't true and you lie, people are going to still entertain it because with the internet, the lie is more entertaining than the truth. So. I agree with that, but I will say that there are predators all across the board with power, and there's some with no power, but they're easier to uh, extinguish. Um, anyway, getting off that point, because I don't want to bore people to death with that one, well, not to cut Mika Villas off. I was going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we're still in this COVID era, and COVID is the uh, Time Magazine Person of the Year 2020, maybe 2021. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, uh, this has nothing to do with COVID, at least I don't think so, but there are two notable passings as of this day that, uh, are really influential in the world of wrestling. At least one of them is. The other one is more of an indie part. Uh, positive vibes and condolences to the family of former NWA owner and promoter Jim, uh, Jim Crockett Jr. Uh, just passed away at the age of 76. He was in hospice care for a while. Um, this man was like the head of JCP, Jim Crockett Promotions. Mm -hmm. So all that pre-WCW that you watched back in the day in Georgia, North Carolina, and the Southern states, speaking of Southern. All the territories. Um, well, yeah. Georgia, I mean, up until maybe like Louisiana or something, that was the uh, Bill Watts. But back then in the 80s with Starcade and all that, that was Jim Crockett before Ted Turner, which was 88 or 89, before they started taking over. That was the good wrestling, the good old days back then. Um, well, yeah, I can say that. No, you can, you can. It was, it was, it was a, it was the golden era of wrestling. Um, the wrestling of NWA versus the cartoon of WWF. Yeah, the the, the Jim Crockett promotions and just the the time and the stars that came out of that era and some of the lessons in wrestling that are still prevalent today due to Crocker, uh, excuse me, Crockett, <laughs> Crockett promotions yes. and how business was done back then, um, I think is, was a, a blueprint and a segue to a lot of what you see today on the back end of wrestling. Um, the they Crockett can, Cups, right? Um, you know, you can take that. They they have that at NWA uh, now. It's like the Dusty Cup that can be influenced on the Dusty Cup in WWE, NXT. Um, you know, certain titles. The U United States Heavyweight Championship was from the NWA. Was the national championship turned into the 
United States Championship, and now blah 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 blah, WWE United States Championship. Um, a lot of things came out of it, like as Mika said, very influential. If you're a younger person who hasn't experienced the Crockett days, I suggest you get on the WWE uh, network and watch it. It is worth the ten dollars. Go to the go to the E or the, to the YouTube wherever you feel. You can find it if you, you know, you don't want to pay for stuff, but just <laughs> go look. Yes, because a lot of the talent that uh, came out of NWA, Hall of Famers, whether they were good and famous in NWA to uh, not so famous in WWE and vice versa, it, it's just a treat to watch. Sometimes I catch myself watching it. Um, the, only, the only thing I can say about NWA that wasn't really good was marketing. Um, Vince McMahon clearly beat them in marketing and toys and merch and everything so um you know to me Vince McMahon had the marketing NWA had the wrestling if you want to watch pure wrestling um also what I, uh about last week uh it hit me hard because it was a hard-working talent also prayers and condolences and positive vibes to the family of Joseph Hudson uh better known as Josephus from the uh current NWA days and for those who watched NWA Power or was around NWA the last about 10 years, I would guess, he was um, a Bruiser Brody-like character. And most recently, he was Question Mark Man. Question Mark. Question Mark, excuse me. Um, anybody who watched NWA Power knew that uh, Josephus was suspended, quote-unquote, uh, from NWA television and he resurfaced as a masked character like the Midnight Rider or Stagger Lee as question mark man um, you know the vignette the vignettes and the commercials that they would show I thought it was uh, indie wrestler Preston Quinn mm. from what it looked like but he came out there and this is one of those angles in wrestling that it was it looked so stupid but it was so entertaining and the crowd caught on, and the promoters caught on, and it just, just worked. It's, um, it's, it's very few uh, characters and angles that are so insanely stupid that, you know, you laugh with it, and you could just go on with it. One, like Santina Morella, um, like I said, Midnight Rider, uh, you know, in the recent days, which I would puke, uh, Mr. America, oh, with Hulk Hogan, which that was so painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so it was very touching for me because I met the guy at Russell Cade in 2019 backstage. We talked, very humble, very uh, down to earth dude, and uh, he was just, you know, I, I I have a lot of heart for the humble because he was one of those guys that if he had about maybe like a year or two at NWA, uh, AEW or Impact or whatever, they could have signed him. They could have. You could have saw them on their stage. And, um, you know, my condolences right now to NWA because NWA is not on television right now. They just said they're coming back, mm -hmm. like, uh, with a trailer. But all their talent has been, a lot of their talent has been uh, going out by the wayside. Cherry picked to other promotions. Uh, Zicky Dice, uh, no longer with NWA. Uh, Ricky Starks, obviously in uh, AEW. Taya Valkyrie. Not Taya Valkyrie. Taya Valkyrie signed with WWE, but she wasn't uh, NWA. Uh, Eli Drake, who is L.A. Knight, which I hate that name, but it goes with his stick. Um, somebody else left NWA. Well, there's a, a host of folks who, 
you know, with NWA taking a hiatus, um, have moved on to other things. But here's the key, it's the NWA. NWA uh, is coming back and we'll just have to wait to see what they bring back to the table. Um, they still have their champion, Nick Aldis. Um, I'm pretty sure Camille will be back as well <laughs> as some, some other notable names uh, when NWA reappears. So that will be key on how they come back. And, you know, doors are not ever closed in wrestling. Bridges may be burned, but they can be rebuilt. So until you've got a contract for somebody else, and even under contract with somebody else, there's a lot of crossovers that happen, uh, especially right now in wrestling. So, Well, talent has to be paid, which we all get. That's why you see Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb on AEW television uh, making their matches and going around to uh, certain indie promotions who are being careful of their restrictions of shows. Mm -hmm. um, for... For NWA, I enjoy NWA Power, and to me, NWA Power was a resurgence of studio wrestling, and the audience there in the Georgia area was so animated. Very it was, receptive it, to yes. it because it was different um, for a lot of them. For different for a lot of them, and nostalgic for the other half. You know, it was literally half and half. You had people who were coming, quote unquote, back to their old school days of watching studio wrestling and some people who were just wrestling fans and knew the whole studio wrestling setup. So it was great to have it there in Georgia. I went to a, a couple of the, the tapings there and was a part of the experience because it was an experience. I never experienced live studio wrestling before, so that was new to me. But just the, the reaction of not just the crowd, but the performers, because you could see the difference as they worked, um, worked the crowd mm -hmm. and worked the ring. It's an intimate setup in a studio, um, but there's also the playing to the cameras at home and making sure that you involve and include everybody who may be present or not present. So that was just a, a, a sight and a, a sight and a, a thing to kind of take note of as you watch these guys and girls get in there and do their thing. So. Especially Aaron Stevens, which the crowd just took to him like instantly. You know, the former Damian Sandow in WWE, and uh, you know, part of his stick is gone because Josephus has passed away. Me and Question Mark, man. Uh, I was Question Mark would be no. I know he's going to do karate on me. Karate. <laughs> um, you know, that's one of the things where again the getting the the crowd where you don't have to have a an arena full of thousands and thousands of people that few hundred people there doing something and making something special um, being attached or drawn to a character and a lot of people you know may not know who Josephus was but um, for people in the wrestling business um, you'll you'll see stories now about him he was a trainer. He trained a lot of your favorite wrestlers. Um, Not only that, he did, he did production also. Yeah, but again, the training aspect of teaching because there's a lot that goes along with learning how to wrestle that involves more than just moves. It involves a mentality, an understanding of uh, what you're doing and why you're doing it and why this makes sense, why this won't make sense. 
for not just your character but for your own physical self and he was one of the guys who trained uh more of the mental aspect and the understanding aspect of it and that connection with students his teachings you know when we go you want to leave something behind at least most people do his legacy will be in so many different aspects of wrestling where it's not just going to be that question mark it's going to be the the lessons he taught his trainees one of his trainees is Carrie Awful. Carrie Awful has a training school. I miss him. Um, and, and he is teaching these same lessons that were taught to him um, by Josephus. So this man's legacy touched um, on a lot of wrestling people and it's going to continue for generations to come and we'll be able to see his body of work continue through not just a video of him but of the things that he taught people that they're going to share and bring out throughout the wrestling world as wrestling gets back and, and um, also uh, there's a documentary on YouTube that I watched I didn't pass this to you I should have um, by Blake Austin I think it was in 2014 uh, you know about him going around uh, it was, it, was, it was based on him. Mm -hmm. It was this 10-minute documentary that he had. He was uh, playing with his son, and he had his uh, fiance at the time. I think they got married. Um, but he was so humble. He talked about his father. He didn't have a great relationship with his father, and he was trying to be a better father for his son. And then, you know, six years later, unfortunately, this happened. So it's very bad, though, because I, I saw that documentary right after he passed, and I thought to myself, it's like, he wasn't as bad as his father as he described, but the fact that he left his son early is just as bad as well. Because his son didn't grow up with his dad, you know, going through the, because uh, his son is elementary school age, uh, going through the process of becoming from a boy to a man, and my father is my rock and everything of that nature. That's just me. But he did do the best that he he did do as much as he can when he was not wrestling to be a great father that's one of the things about fatherhood or just parenthood i guess in wrestling um is as we hear these we have these unfortunate passings um that happen and you hear about the family aspect of um these these guys lives um you, you hear about how they wanted to be great fathers and how we know that the wrestling life, especially um, as you travel around before, you know, got all crazy, but just being away from home, being away from your family, being away from your kids, how tough that was or how tough that is. Um, it's, it's very sad, um, but you also get drawn into the fact that there is a family aspect of wrestling where, you know, these these folks have passed, but there is a lot of uncles, cousins, brothers, aunts, and what have you who will be in a role now in a lot of these kids' lives to be there for them, um, whether they like it or not, you know. They're going to respect and honor the memories of the, the fallen ones and to make sure that these kids are looked after. I, I take like Jackie, not Jackie Gator. Um, <laughs> oh. no. um, I was going to take uh, uh, 
number 10 and negative 1 from AEW yeah. and how Brody Lee had unfortunately passed away unexpectedly unfortunately passed away and from and uh, number 10 is a friend of mine outside of wrestling uh, through wrestling and you know the Instagram post that you see um, he's he's always walking around with negative 1 and being that uncle figure and uh, probably taking some of the uh, burdens, not total burden, the, the, the negative burdens off of Amanda Hoover, uh, you know, losing her husband. So that community in AEW or, or even the Dark Order period just comfort that family right. because, uh, like I said last episode, John Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee, he was one of the nicest guys from a lot of people's accounts that they said backstage about him. And, and when you are that sweet of a person, people are going to look after you. Well, it, I, wanna, I, was, I said the wrong woman's name, and apologies, oh. but Ashley Massaro. Yes. Ashley Massaro has a daughter. And when Ashley passed, um, you know, Ashley had her demons. And, well, there might be people with good stories, but there might be people with bad stories. But the women... Um, a lot of women came together and was like, we're going to help her daughter. We're going to be there for her daughter. Um, they set up funds so this young lady can go to college. There's a bunch of her aunts who reached out to her and, and like, we're here for you. We're going to be here and help, you know, fill that void. They'll never replace her mom, but they're going to be there, you know, alongside her. And that's where I'm saying that there's a family aspect to this where you you lose somebody in this wrestling community um, from just different aspects, whether it be you know something natural or something unnatural, what have you. But there are people who really care and are going to look out for these kids, and that's what it's about. It's about not just the legacy you leave behind in the ring, but your family, because who better than your wrestling family who understands what it's like to be away from family just in general but to lose somebody and that person not be able to come home they know what it's like and they're going to step in and they have stepped up and that right there is the amazing part and one of the things I absolutely love about wrestling where you know people can say what they want to say about wrestling but it's oh that, God, we got time for that. that that was that was a segue for you they can say what they want to say about wrestling <laughs> but the end of the day matter is they take care of each other and they take care of their families extended and otherwise I'm actually gonna hold on to that segue for a minute though but I just want to say RIP to Shaquille O'Neal uh, for going through that table but and, he's uh, not don't do that and, don't say RIP that in 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 AEW Dynamite he's he was not ambulance on the third day, Shaq rose again. <laughs> the, th the third minute, right. <laughs> or something. He, there was there was um, a Papa John's pizza place down the street or something. He went okay, to. He yes. had to go do a shift. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, we just watched the Shaquille O'Neal Cody Rhodes uh, matchup that they had at AEW, and Shaq did the most wrestling he ever did in his career, which was good. Even though he has two bad knees and he's forty eight years old. Um, you know, NBA injuries and, and surgeries. I, 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 I like a free throw surgeries. See, I said it. See, you keep I shooting. Say, well, I shoot better than him. Uh, okay. All right. 
<laughs> Legend, Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, he actually did, he did his part in the match, but the way he did to the gun club was crazy. He just, he just took him like he was Andre the Giant. Just got them boys and just... Uh, what's the Where was he, Billy Gunn? He yeeted them. <laughs> Where was Billy Gunn? Billy wasn't watching his kids. Look what happened. <laughs> See what happens when you don't watch your kids? And when nobody assigned to watch them kids, them kids was running wild. And Shaq, Uncle Shaq was like, bring your... Mm -mm, don't mm -hmm. come here with this. I mean, them kids got out of control and they got yeeted for their troubles. So right now, it's an APB out in AEW looking out for Shaquille O'Neal. That's so, a horrible APB. How um, is he hiding? He's seven feet tall. <laughs> seven Three hundred some pounds. Seven foot one. Um, Where he hiding? Well, probably we'll see him. T uh, I think as of this taping, you saw him tonight on Inside the NBA or tomorrow because NBA games are running. Mm -hmm. I, th I think this weekend is All Star Weekend, so it we're is, having a break. It is All Star Weekend in Atlanta. Uh. Yeah. Having a break. No crowds and all that slam dunk three point contest just gonna look useless and worthless. There'll be people there, don't you worry about it. Oh yeah. Okay. Um but I hated I hated NBA All Star Weekend after a certain year because it was no such thing as All Stars or All Star Weekend except for the game. Mm. You know, the three point contest and the dunk contest, you have somebody that you know. Um and honestly, you know, I it, I just lost interest in it. Um even though the slam dunks have been uh, created your own slam dunk for the past 20 years. C-A-W-S-A-D. Uh, even though, uh, what's his name from WWE was there, uh, almost, uh, that big taco looking dude. No, no, that was big taco, the basketball player. They all, they look like him. Um, but, also, this is a year that Kobe Bryant has passed away. From that tragic accident in 1997, he won the slam dunk contest. And I remember that. I had a recorder on VHS. It's somewhere in storage. It's a VHS. Okay, go ahead. All right. It's on, I had it. It was like yesterday. Mm. So, um, you know, I still miss Kobe to this day. That's my childhood. So, I'm right now, I'm just praying for Allen Iverson. So. Moving on. Hey, Allen Iverson one of the greatest and never won the championship. So Rubbing it in, Allen Iverson's from Newport News, Virginia. Okay. I remember, I'm a fan of Allen Iverson. Okay. I didn't say I was waiting for him to die. I said With I'm the looking way you let it in, that's no, what it's, sir. No. This is the Wendy's. I'm just letting you know you was wrong there. Thank no, you. No, no, no. Oh, you got a red hair there, Wendy. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna get back to the shits right now. You was already on the shits. <laughs> Well, I I don't I know. Had to pop my neck, y'all. Got this rotation about to happen. What you got? Here. What you got? Auntie neck and stuff. I'm about to do the full ghetto rotation on you in a second okay. with the snaps and the claps. Oh, the, Go ahead. Well, oh, the black is cooking in for you. Keep it up. You uh, exactly. <laughs> about to make me go full Shaniqua up in uh, here. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, since last month was February, I was supposed to get you a Valentine's Day gift. And I'm going to ask you, where do you want to go next? Do you want to talk about WWE business, or do you want to talk about uh, the entertainment business, since you had a segue point there? It's a horrible Valentine's Day gift, by the way. Okay. Um, WWE business or entertainment business? <sighs> entertainment, gossip, business, and Twitters, and tweets, and all that. Oh, that one. Hmm. 
Let's go entertainment 400, please, Alex. Okay, well, from the segue of what Mika was talking about, we just talked about Shaquille O'Neal wrestling, which that's been going on for about two, I think about two months since they started this Jerry Springer angle uh, with Jane Cargill, who is ripped to the max. Um, there is, it, for some reason, I'm finding that now it's a slew of rappers that want to get in wrestling. And two has already got in. Hip-hop artists, we'll call them. Oh, rappers, hip hop artists, because they don't rap, they is crap. No, no, no. hip hop is a culture. This is rap. All right, whatever. Shaq is more hip hop than the other guys. Whatever. I don't. Maybe pull out the Shaquille O'Neal songs. <sighs> you, he, look, Shaquille O'Neal songs are Damian Lillard. Don't pull out none of their songs for me, thanks. Biological didn't bother by Shaquille O'Neal is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever. Uh, anyway. I'll play it right after. No, you won't. Um, but anyway. Shaquille O'Neal is wrestling. Bad Bunny did some moves. I don't know who Bad Bunny is, but he's a high streaming artist, WWE, selling shirts off the website. Uh, Bad Bunny is the highest um, right now. His t-shirt sales are number one in WWE. Yes. Bad Bunny is an artist, uh, I believe, of reggaeton or what have you, um, someone of a Spanish descent. So the um, WWE is getting their money's worth and more because they're getting eyes upon them from um, Latin America and any other of the Spanish um, countries that they want to conquer um, as far as getting their name and their brand out there. Bad Bunny, while us stupid Americans may not know who he is, anybody of Latino descent is well aware of Bad Bunny and his musical endeavors and that is why he is selling out merchandise on WWE shop. Yeah, I'm going to be the old man on the porch saying get off my lawn, but Ooh. I keep thinking like Bugs Bunny, the way that his name yeah. is. But okay, I got to respect... our truth. I got to... <laughs> another hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I, You know, uh, I, I got to give respect to the man. I didn't understand his Booker T song. Uh, I know you saw that performance <laughs> where Booker T just standing around in the G.I. Bro outfit. Yeah, da -da 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 -da. Can you dig this? I was like... You weren't supposed yeah. to understand it. It was in Spanish. Yeah. You are not by I did a Booker T. It was like, tell me what he said. Yeah, okay. So, anyway, uh, so Shaq, Bad Bunny. Now, via Twitter, we have Little Bow Wow, which is now Bow Wow. Who wants to be a wrestler? All five foot of him. I'll give it to him. He's not little Bow Wow no more. I mean, we still got Hardy Boys and Young Bucks when they're old men and they're long boys. So I'll give Bow Wow his due and props for dropping the little part. Unless the little was talking something, you know, below the waist. But I don't know that. Okay. So, okay. Wow. So Maybe They finally dropped. So uh, with, with Bow Wow... He put himself on Twitter. I want to be a wrestler, you know, over 30 years old, trying to get in the sport, five foot of him. We never heard of Bow Wow in like 10 years. We heard of Shad, which is his Twitter handle because of his real name, beat up beat up by Instagram models and uh, fake flossing on planes. Mm. Uh, now he wants to be a wrestler uh, just because Bad Bunny has gotten his toes wet in the water. I don't know that was why he wanted to do it. Well, he said lifelong dream. Right, so Bad Bunny is just... Bad Bunny is coincidentally in this same time frame of him saying that he wants to be a WWE wrestler. Wait, 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 stop. We missed one. But we said it last episode. Snoop Dogg wrestling. 
Tea. Where he went ass over tea kettle on that splash. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Ooh, he for he. <laughs> <laughs> You know he smoked weed that night to get rid of the aches and pains. He smoked weed beforehand. It's the only logical explanation for that. Um, but so, yeah. so Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Shaq, Bad Bunny, Bow Wow, who is now training at uh, Rikishi School, right. the, the Hard Knock School. Getting legitimately trained from a legitimate wrestler yes. in a accredited wrestling school. Yes. So. WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. Yeah, Ruthie, she is a Hall of Famer. Yes. And unfortunately now, we have via Twitter beef, Soulja Boy. Tell him. Tell him what? No, that's his name, Soulja Boy, tell him. What are we telling him? <laughs> okay, uh, we're, we're doing the who's on first thing? Pretty much. Okay. Well, shorten it to Soulja Boy. Uh, got into a Twitter beef with Rand Randall Keith Orton. Ooh. The wrong one to mess with, sir. Oh, my God. So, I think... I I, showed, I played a video earlier. I think Bow Wow was talking about wrestling, and he got into it and said, uh, rap game faker than WWE. Right. And guess who chimed in? A lot of wrestlers did chime in. I didn't see the other ones, though. Um, but, yeah, I saw T-Bar's response. Um, no, no, T-Bar was with Bow Wow. Uh, uh, Donovan Dijakovic, Donovan Dijak, for people who don't know. Um, he and Bow Wow went back and forth, and I think Bow Wow went into wrestling after that. And then Soldier Boy came off and said, "Rap game faker than WWE," and RKO jumped in. Randall Keith. Out of nowhere, a lot of curse words, a lot of obscenities, a lot of profanities. Randall Keith don't give no f's. Not on Twitter. Not at all. Life. Oh no. Let's let's not act like it's just on Twitter. Oh, we seen him intimidate people in interviews in the past. I seen him slap an emo dude one time. Um, so it got to the point where Soldier Boy Tellum was running his mouth and talking about he can get in the ring, and he'll show you who's real in wrestling. And I saw that tweet. I said, Mika, oh my god. The wrestlers that we know personally, and the wrestlers that we know. Generally, mm -hmm. <laughs> did not take that well <laughs> at all. And what I said, I said, if Soldier Boy gonna get in the ring and wrestle, I hope somebody give him the old school business. Soldier Boy get in the ring to wrestle, I'm gonna need him to sign a waiver because that boy is gonna mm, perish. Imagine, yeah. imagine that I was back in the day with uh, like guys like Iron Sheik and Dynamite Kid and. And uh, Junkyard Dog, the old school guys, we heard him say stuff like that. Iron Sheik actually weighed in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Iron Sheik, of course, is, he's another one who gives let it no, go. no Fs. No, let it go. Um, but Sheik weighed in and said to Randy, he was like, Randall, don't talk about this jabroni. Uh, I forgot, Sheik pretty much said he was going to mess them all types of up. I, it was bad. It was, Break his it back was, and be humble. Yeah. It was it was, it was, it was cheeky baby, man. Cheeky <laughs> baby. In full prime. But the thing is... I'll tell you um, one thing. Don't mess with the Iron Sheik. Even if Iron Sheik is in his condition now and his uh, older age, I still wouldn't mess with him. Nah, that man was a lunatic. But Randy Orton is not far off from Sheik. He's just not super crazy because he got a wife and kids. But Randy is crazy enough to do some stuff. Y'all gotta remember, Randall Keith Orton has failed several of the wellness tests in WWE where other people have been um, 
future endeavored, <laughs> Randall Keith is still going strong. The man is pretty much untouchable. If by chance a soldier boy showed up at a WrestleMania day one or day two, Randall Keith would give him the business. When I say give him the business, I don't mean Randy would do the job. I don't mean Randy would shake his hand. Randy would probably literally punt this fool in the head on camera and walk off. Like, fire me, find me, whatever. He don't need the WWE. He good. He got his money. He got paid. Wait, 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 wait. I think he would shake his hand then after that, give him an RKO. No, Randy ain't shaking a man's hand at all. You know the snake part? Nope. Okay. I'm telling you, because the nature of the business, and when you say the F word to anybody. That's F-A-K-E. You notice that we did not say it, we spelled it out. But when you say it to anybody who has wrestled, whether it be somebody in a WWE, AEW, WCW, whatever three-letter initials, hell, some of the non-three-letter initials in the independents. When you say that to a wrestler, it is the utmost form of disrespect because what these guys and girls do what they put their bodies through there is no faking it it is not something that a normal person could handle because I'm a normal person and I've tried to do some of the stuff that they do I've taken one month and I was like <laughs> no I will not they break bones they dislocate things they are constantly battered, bruised, hips need realigning, people can't walk, um, the pain is constant, the concussions, the just quality of life as a wrestler is not such that it is in any sport where you've got trainers and doctors and people massaging your body and keeping you tip top shape as an athlete. These guys and girls are out here for 200, 300 nights a year. Some of them cramped in cars, driving, you know, after throwing their bodies down at 35 miles per hour on hard plywood and, and steel cabling. It is not something that is for the faint or weak of heart. And to disrespect them and say that what they do is not you know that is that is it's, oh this is horrible that's fake or whatever that right there word you deserve the word of the episode excuse me you deserve to get a slap a kick a punch or for some one of them to show you the physicality involved in what they do by physically putting you through the same stress and drama that they do with their bodies in and out of these rings. Like, I have people ask me, like, oh, the cheer shots, how do they do that? How do they, <laughs> they're not, they're hitting them. That's how they do it. You get hit with a cheer. <laughs> like, there is no way to, to like, you know, gimmick or, or to take a cheer and like, let's make a special cheer. So, no, you Those smacks are real. You, you get hit with this. So, again. Well, just about uh, a decade or so ago, they stopped the head shots because of, Concussion protocols and everything, and, well, and some of those some of those chair shots to the head. Television, they on, stopped it. Okay, we'll take that. But some of those uh, chair shots to the head that you would hear sounds horrible. Feels worse. It feels worse. I'm not going. I'm not taking that away from anything. We, that, the, the smack on the head, the, vi the vibration of that metal chair, 
It is horrible. There was one match in ECW One Night Stand, I think it was 2006, when it was ECW, uh, where I think it was Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka, mm -hmm. when they had a chair shot and it sounded like a gun went off in the arena. Eddie Guerrero and JBL, 2004, Judgment Day. Remember when they smacked each other with a chair and Eddie took that one shot and he was bleeding like a stuck kid? Because he did not get his hand up. No, 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 no. It's not, okay, he didn't get his hand up, but they both right. went really yeah. old school and said, hit me. Let's go, go Let's go. It. Smack Eddie on top of the head with that chair. Blood was everywhere on the announce tables. He was dripping like a, uh, a runny faucet. Mm -hmm. Every time that heartbeat, blood was just coming out. Ted DiBiase, I seen him in a tape of Mid-South Wrestling after being beat up by uh, Dick Murdoch. When he was fighting Ric Flair for the NWA Championship, he had a hole in the middle of his head from hitting the turnbuckle and bleeding half to death in in that show. And I, and like I said, man, if you got a network, you can watch that. Um, but again, it got to the point where where these tweets were they were just going on and on and on with these tweets. I'm like, look, if Soldier Boy. Gets in the ring at WrestleMania in Florida. I want a ticket. I want to be front row. I want to shake Randall Keith Orton's hand afterwards if I could. Because, when, again, Mika Villas described the science of professional wrestling and taking bumps in the ring. 35 mile per hour, miles per hour hit or 25 miles per hour, however you want to say it. Uh, it's just like the same thing with football. When you take those hits and those pads, your brain's still moving. Your rattling, bones are still moving. Rattling around in your head. Yes, it still moves. So it, it's a lot doing that. I've been in the ring myself. I've done drills. I've done, I ran the ropes. I've done springboards. And at the end of the day, I do not know how some people can do it all the time, but it's also building your body up to resistance in order to... Uh, walk away and for those who don't believe don't believe myself don't believe Mika don't believe anybody else who says wrestling isn't F-A-K-E -A -A look at the legends that you've seen back in the 80s the 70s uh, even the 90s when you see them at the conventions when they return again and see how they walk and see how they move they don't or walk they can't move yes they don't walk like uh you know, normal people per se. They're walking like old blues musicians. Legs are bowed, uh, you know, crumpled, uh, was it bent over, mm -hmm. walking, hunched over, hunched over, walking. Some of them are CTE future patients. Uh, don't know what they had in the morning. Don't know what went on yesterday. Don't know. Don't know their last conversation. It is. It's real out here, and and. Um, I see it through those legends, and and you know uh, even through uh, NWA referee Tommy Young, he's he's going through a hearing aid, and he was a referee. So again, when when people get on the internet and say wrestling is fake, I have four words for you: get in the ring. And I'm not saying I'm on I'm going to straight out fight you. I don't even have to fight you. Do some drills, do some rolls, do some flat back bumps. And you'll feel it in session. I guarantee you. Because the ring is not your mattress on the bed. It's not some bouncy trampoline. No. 
It's a very flat padding with some with some wood underneath. With no give, <laughs> no give, zero. And and, and, um, and I'm sure that you went to see some shows where people didn't even walk out the way. You get carried out. Carried out, stretchered out. Uh, that's carried out too, where you're on somebody's shoulders. Right, and it's not like oh they. They called. An, they had an ambulance. Ah, no, no. <laughs> we called for a professional to help this person out of the ring and take them to the hospital because they are injured. Mm-hmm. That's serious injured. Where you have to call to somebody's house and tell their significant other, blah blah blah, got hurt tonight wrestling. They are at the this hospital, and you know we're all on our way up there now as well. But just to let you know. Like that, that is the reality of wrestling that, you know, injuries are going to happen. Not can, they might, they will happen. The severity of them varies, but you are going to be hurt doing that. That there is nothing nice and pretty and soft about it. And you don't have to be Mick Foley in 1998 doing Hell in a Cell to, to, find that, to find that out. Again, you can do a five minute match whether you're jobbing out or uh, or just running around in the ring for five minutes and you will feel it too. Uh, you know, because sometimes I even wonder, like, how in the world Mick Foley is still coherent and still alive after all the bumps that he has taken. He but, is a walking he's, miracle. He's, he's taken, he's lost half his ear, you know. There's a lot of it. He, he, he lost he, a tooth through his nose. He, he lost teeth. He walks slightly hunched. Mm-hmm. And, and he can barely tie his shoes, I think. Right. Like there, his physical being at this point is one of a man much, much older who perhaps survived a serious car accident, like a semi running him over. That's the state of Mick Foley's body based on his wrestling career. The fact that he is still here is amazing. Um, the fact that he's still coherent and, and able to tell stories is great. But, you know. And he's sharp as a tack, too. He, he wrote a lot of books as he gets older. You know, heaven forbid, he has to go back to the books for the knowledge that he may not necessarily retain. You've got people younger than Mick who are former wrestlers who don't have half the sharpness that they had, who do not remember things in their past because of um, concussions and and injuries that they suffered in the ring. Um, Daphne comes to mind. Daphne literally has... um, had concussions and physical things due to wrestling that she has severe memory loss and physical issues you know based upon the fact that one you know she wrestled and did all these things and two that people you know companies did not do not take care of these performers they take care of themselves and that's another conversation for another day and I've been saying that for about a number of episodes now um and for those who don't know Daphne, take, how about we go a little current? Alexa Bliss. She's another concussion case, but right now you see her but on they're TV. They're not talking about it. Hmm? They're not talking no, about it. No, no, yeah. but you see her on TV and she's doing the actress, the wrestling actress thing uh, with the possession and being on the swing. And for some reason, her stuff is just gold. Like anything she does is just gold. She don't even have to wrestle anymore. She can just act. Um. But anyway, uh, like I said, Soldier Boy, if you want to, if you want to get in the ring, 
by all means, but please don't get in the ring with Randall Keith Orton. Please don't do it. Because not only that with Randy Orton, which you said, Mika, but Randy Orton is also bred old school. Ooh. From his father from and his, his grandfather. So when you say the, the F word, there's going to be some shots within that match. Randy going to light you straight the loop up. You know, I hope, I, I, you know, honestly, Mika, I hope he says stupid. Mm -mm. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Randy to beat up Soldier Boy and then do like a super circle move. <laughs> super circle? Oh! Like use a Because <laughs> again, Randy don't care. Well, look, if I, look, if that song wasn't under uh, ASCAP, I would play that song right now. Mm -hmm. Soldier Boy, get it. Oh! God, that was 2007. Oh my God, that was mid centuries ago. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, I, I, I could tell you what I was doing in 2007. Let's not. Um, no, it, it was a good thing. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're talking about WWE. Uh, as of what March 18th, WWE will be moving their content to the NBC Peacock Network, which. Mm. Um, I already said it. NBC is their streaming service. You can not only you can watch WWE on their network, but you can watch NBC shows, The Office, Thirty Rock. Um, what else are NBC shows? Uh, Cancel NBC shows. Uh, whatever. So I'm personally glad about it. At least I twofer. So if I want to watch some shows, I can watch it. I never watched The Office before, um, and also. It's still it's five dollars now, mm. it's but cheaper than the network. But it's five dollars with ads. Mm. Ten dollars without ads. So keep your nine ninety nine. Well, you got to pay a penny more and uh, go without the ads. Well, well, you know nine ninety nine with ads, right? You know, stuff like that. I don't know what was our fashion with ninety nine. <laughs> hey, they did it. We just went right behind them and said it too. Yeah. So, um, you know, as of March eighteenth, the first. What was it first pay per view? <laughs> I can't even say this right without laughing. Oof. The pay per view before WrestleMania Fast Lane mm -mm. will be the first pay per view you get to watch. But there's some confusion, and I will look into it. They said that uh, for those who are going to cancel so they can transition over to Peacock, if you do that, you'll miss the NXT pay per view, which is on April 8th. Hmm. So uh, I think that's like the day before WrestleMania or whatever, which is which to me is nuts. I mean, I don't know why you should just shift everything over. Because they're trying to be money hungry. And that's a Thursday. But it but and it's not announced. But I also said that I also said that uh no, I didn't say this. But it's also said that the WWE will be streaming on the Peacock for one billion dollars. Mm. Distributions. Which is great for a company as long as NBC don't own everything. Right. They uh, they get to take their stuff back or whatever it's just a, a platform so yeah it's it's good for nbc because they get you know well it's good for wwe because they get the money it, they get the viewership they get the numbers and then wwe gets the money yeah and also if you're an nbc fan you get a twofer mm. um well i mean i hope the servers are better than wwe network oh that's all i can say because i remember when the wwe network started I had so many crashes on that system. I had to wait a month until, until I had to watch the material. Well, I never had those issues. So, can, good for WWE for not giving me those issues. Because, you know, 
Me and my 999 would have had a problem. Well, weren't you in Florida in those days? Eh, probably. Okay. Florida. <laughs> and you're going down there for uh, WrestleCon, Mania. WrestleCon is running this year. I don't know why. Um, WrestleMania will be uh, at Raymond James Stadium again, supposedly this time, but it will be of a social distance nature. Uh, tickets haven't been, a, tickets are not even on sale yet. Not yet, but I hear they're going to be around the 12th of March that tickets are going to go on sale. That's where my, my scoop people are telling me. You're going to be front row? Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to try, but that's also a billion dollars right there. And, um, like you know, sign guy and brought Lesnar guy. And yeah, it, it's 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 pretty costly for Mania. It's not a regular pay per view. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they're talking about for tickets and uh, if I want to swing that because I pay for mine. I don't get my comps there. You know, I don't I don't use my <clears throat> talent and um, charisma. <laughs> for those things. If you got comps, then, you know, you'd be more than a coach to me. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm about to say, loan me $10. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. You got, you got that ball of money to go up front. Listen, again, in a regular situation, a regular house show, a regular pay-per-view. 200? Oh, no, those things are like 750 The 200 sections? Oh, the 200 section. No, I, I thought you meant front row. No, 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 no. Uh, the 200 sections, because some people... Well, the 200 section of Mania is probably like a 1,000. Good Lord. Right. I'm a 100 person. Like I got I to gotta see. I got to see something. My my first and only Mania was in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, WrestleMania 34. I I cannot stop talking about New Orleans, because I enjoyed it down there. Um, I was in the 300 section. I have the ticket in, the, uh, in one of my drawers. Um, somewhere. Hey, look. Once in a lifetime, I want to know my seating. Uh, a friend of mine gave me tickets for it. I was going to go down Bourbon Street and see if I can catch the pay-per-view. He hit me up on Messenger and said, hey, you want WrestleMania tickets? I ran down there to, <laughs> to the stadium. I'm like, alright. It was okay. I mean, the first part of it, I liked it. Then I got bored after the AJ Styles uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. Hmm. Um, but I, I was there. The new or the the New Orleans Superdome is huge. is mm -hmm. is nice. It's big. It's better than Baltimore Arena. Um, the concessions were good. I was I was good. I I, I have yeah a unique situation where I I was given tickets um, a, a ticket to that mania and um, good seating. Um, You're speaking kind of low because it sounds like a bad situation. It was it was a weird situation. <laughs> I was given ticket. I was given a ticket by somebody I had no clue who they were, um, and they gave me a ticket when I was in Atlanta, and I like legit thought it was all like I was like I'm gonna get to this place and it's gonna be legit like no and it was like a good ticket. And it was really weird. It was a really nice oh, guy. You thought it was a scalper? No, no, I didn't think it was a scalper, but I just didn't know what to expect because. Um, he he was like, hey, I heard you're a wrestling fan because he was at my job and my staff told him. He's like, uh, would you like to go to Mania? And I'm like, is this dude hitting on me? What the hell? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. And he was like, oh, do you have a ticket? And I was like, no. He's like, well, I have an extra ticket. Do you want it? And I was like, well, how much I got to pay you? Nothing. I was like, huh? He's like, 
yeah, we're leaving and we're going down. Do you want to ride with us? And it was just like really like, I was like, yeah, just give me the ticket. He gave me, no, he told me, he said, here's my number. When you're there, let me know. And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. I'd expect him not to answer. He answered. I meet him in front of the place. He gives me a ticket. I go in and I'm like, holy crap, this is like legit, legit. And I'm in it. It was, it was the craziest thing. So Was that your only one? No, God. <laughs> no. Um, I've been to the Manias in Orlando. Um, excuse me. The uh, Raymond James Stadium. No, where? Um, what? The Tampa. Or Jacksonville, wherever. The one that's being this year, Tampa. Raymond James. Okay, that one. Because that, I know the last one was The Rock and Cena once in a lifetime. Twice in a lifetime. Um, it didn't turn into twice because it was mm -hmm. New York. The first one was in uh, Orlando, uh, Florida. No, it was Miami. It was Miami because because of the uh, av the the, uh, the advertisements. I've been in all of Florida manias. Um, pretty much. And then after that was thirty three, which I left that day. I left Florida that day. That was the one where the New Day hosted, and the Hardys came back. Yeah. Um, and Cena proposed to, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I got, I've been to the Florida Manias. Um, I'll be back at the Florida Manias this year. Um, I'm speaking it into existence. You just love Florida. I've lived in Florida, so it was it was easy for me. I was a Florida resident, so I got the Florida resident discount on stuff. Listen, um, if they weren't hugging and kissing with COVID in the air, then I would be in Florida too. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's horrible, but yeah. Not my first mania, but yeah, uh, Orleans and was I in New York? I was in New York. I was New Jersey. New there. Jersey. I was cat sitting that year. Yeah, I was in New Jersey, New York, Jersey. Um, God, I've been to a lot of stuff. Well, well, I didn't want to go to the one in New York because I've been to New York so many times, and I just figured how hectic uh, lodging and going back and forth to shows, and that was one of the, that was. That was pretty much the last mania that was ever public. <laughs> um, that was the one where they had like 30-something shows, indie shows, all around the area. Yeah. And I remember Hokai uh, sent me a list of those, and I was just like, how the hell I'm going to watch some of these shows? There were certain companies, like I, like the, the, the British companies I wanted to go see. Mm -hmm. But there were other ones that were like mud shows, and I was just like really gonna make money off of that and they made money and then, everybody was there and then uh wwe had their own slots and shows and you know how people are it's wwe so i'm gonna go and access so um I, I didn't say the british shows weren't making money i'm just talking about no, no. The, the even the mud shows made money okay because everybody was there and everybody couldn't get into all the shows they wanted to get into so you just, just went to, to get, another one so you just went to another one so it was you could make it to a wrestling show like literally if you couldn't get into the show you wanted or the tickets weren't there, you could go to any other show because there was something always playing at the exact same time another show was playing. It was madness. Mm -hmm. and, lunacy, uh, I tell you, lunacy. And last year we were supposed to go to Florida and I was trying to uh, network at Fest Wrestling when they were having a show mm -hmm. and COVID canceled that. <laughs> um, GCW Game Changer Wrestling would be down there. Brett Lauderdale never sleeps. He's always putting on shows. They even put on shows in Japan. Hmm. Uh, which was amazing, and shout out to my, uh, to a friend of my OG Kevin Gill, who's one of the uh, announcers for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I mean I'm not 
I'm not a boss or anything, but maybe you could be a correspondent and text me some things, like what, what goes on. But you'll be busy having fun and networking. Yeah, if, I'm, if I'm sober. Oh. <laughs> if you catch me sober in mania, then we're clearly doing something wrong. Because mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I love the atmosphere again. It's, it's a lot of wrestling. And... Um, Especially a lot of parties. Too. It's a lot of parties. It's a lot of networking. It is a ton of drinking, and <laughs> drink the COVID away. <laughs> and when I walk into places and I know a lot of people when they're drinking, they're like, "Hey, you don't have a drink in your hand here." Yes. And I'm like, I just walked in the door, man. Literally, I just okay. What am I drink? You know what? I'm gonna get. I don't care what I'm drinking. I'm drinking it. So, if you are ever out and about and I'm out and about and you see me, please feel free to offer me a drink. I will not turn it down. Just don't roofie me, man, because this is going to be a fight you do not want. Okay, thanks. Giggity. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like Russell K. Like, you know, you went up to, you, we went up to the bar after the uh, Super Show. They were like, hey, Rika, you don't have a drink in your hand. Then they were passing out, some guy were passing out moonshines and, that was so and bad. Uh, cherries. <laughs> oh, and and so they, those, those cherries were liquored. Yes, they were. But it's so bad. I walked to the bar. They were like, hey. I'm like, <laughs> I just got here, man. For real. Why don't you have a drink in your hand? I got I to admit, though, I'm not a, even though I'm not a drinker, uh, I'm always having work mode in my head, even if we're having uh, laughs and talking and, you know, gigging it up, you know, because I'm not, and I'm not trying to flex here, uh, but we have been around to the point where certain people know us. They'll just grab us and say hi to us. And, and I think the markout moments for me is the hurricane. Mm. Um, even though I will miss him until he gets Sugar let go Shane. from hey. let go from. Uh, Listen, you, you, he doesn't need to get let go. No, no, I don't. I don't want. No, that. I'm just saying, but people show up for different things even when they're under contract. Yes. Or working for the big company. So, um, yeah. I met Kane, but it was weird. Yeah. Well. Because he was. He wore the cane memorabilia shirts and mm-hmm. slacks, but he didn't have. He, I actually met Glenn Jacobs. Right. You so didn't he didn't have his mask on, and you know, again, Kefe on to meet Kane, and right. and even if it was nineteen ninety eight, had the voice box, and you know, mm-hmm. and that's why for me it was weird seeing Kane in the Royal Rumble this year. Like, we know you, Mayor. Like, you gonna put on the mask, and Mayor Kane, go out there. Damian put Damian Priest over it, then especially the uh, what was it the. Saudi Arabia show, that's what it was, mm. where his mask fell off in yeah, the crowd. I didn't see it. Oh my god. I, I refuse to watch the blood shows. Um, so. Well, you saw it in like the uh, clips that didn't, people kept putting out. I didn't watch anything related to it. No, no, no. Like, you I, didn't watch the show, but. I didn't you know, see clips. You didn't see it on social media? No. Oh my god. Anything related to the blood shows, I did not pay attention to. I did not subscribe, I did not like, I did not retweet. If anybody was like, oh, the WWE, I like, automatically went to another whatever. I did not see, hear anything. Did you know that, that they finally admitted to that murder? Like, just now, like a week ago? Oops. After, I think it was like two years. Hmm. Did um, they admit to it? Or did they say... Or, no, no, no. Or, this, or the uh, investigation... The investigation said that the prince had to have knowledge of it because there was no way that the people would have made a move without the crown prince knowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that's one of those duh moments, but you know we digress. I'm not going to. And, and WWE right still ain't pull out of the deal, even though it's COVID. WWE like a dude with some good stuff. They ain't pulling out for nothing. 
You about to be pregnant up in here with this blood money. You getting it all. Good night, everybody. <laughs> okay. What? What did I say wrong? This, this, this is the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Was this not This PG? is the midnight hour. It's gone by the hour. This is midnight hour. Hey. It's, it's like the 9 o'clock thing. Let your hair down. Let your hair down. Let the... Let the straps loose. I'm sorry. The, the little, uh, the parental uh, discretion advisory just went up in the corner, so I just, <laughs> sorry, my bad. But again, uh, it, it's horrible. It's horrible anyway. Um, even if without the murders, the shows are just terrible. You know, uh, they they try they promote it so much over their pay per views, like so crazy, and. Me, I watch it because it's a network. I paid for it, and plus, uh, I'm doing my I'm doing my daily my daily thing. So it's the way that Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabian time is. It's in the daytime in the United States, mm -hmm. so it's like background noise. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm gonna be in a, yo, nigga. This what happened. This what happened. It's just like there's a whole bunch of exhibition matches, and uh, I saw the Goldberg versus Undertaker match, which was. It was so bad. Even Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg wasn't that great. Listen, Goldberg was the common denominator there. Thanks. There's a problem. Well, Goldberg was the one that beat uh, Bray Wyatt, and we were supposed to see Roman Reigns versus Goldberg before Kofi hit that one. Mm. And um, WWE, make your make your mind up about Goldberg. Are you going to make him the, the man, or are you going to make him the legend, the old man that's coming back? You know, when you had Dolph Ziggler, you made him into the man, the man, and you put him against Drew McIntyre, he was a man. Hmm. Again, they're just, they, they're just doing a lot. They're doing too much. <laughs> and I thought Tony Khan was doing too much by backing the Brink stroke up for Sting to come out and, and sign a contract, and now he got uh, uh, FKA, the big show, Paul White, the sign, the contract do what he's doing. him and Twinkies. He's not even paying him. Wow, Mika, really? <laughs> yep. I'm not a fan of the so, former Florida champion. So, why do you say Florida because champion? Because every time WWE was doing a loop when I was in Florida and we went to a show, Big Show was magically champion. He had some title and he had to be the main event. And I was like, I traveled all this way to see the Big Show. Not. It was horrible. So you rather see the giant back in 1996? I'd rather see none of him. Not at all. You're not a fan of big men. Uh, no, that's not true. I just don't like him. Because he flip-flops like a flapjack? Because he's horrible. <laughs> not even the Floyd Mayweather fight? Horrible, I say. That's why he got his nose broke before the fight. Well, it's actually a uh, big show man handled a friend of mine who was in Floyd Mayweather's crew. He was one of those plant wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, his uh, girlfriend at the time, I was in Virginia watching it at a bar. His girlfriend at the time uh, came up to me and said, did you see him? Did you see him? And next day I called him. I said, how do you feel to get your ass kicked by the big show and get chopped? Mm -hmm. And he told me about it. But uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it through as a wrestler. He quit because of David Otunga. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, where is David Otunga now? Yeah. I don't know, someplace counting the money he shouldn't have earned. <laughs> he was punk from uh, that that reality show, that Flavor Flav's old girl or something. And next you know, he got into wrestling. But he was a Harvard graduate with degrees in law. I was like, you ain't got to be on TV for that. 
Just go to court. You winning right. cases. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, speaking of WrestleMania, I know that you know you're going to WrestleMania. Honestly, it's going to be a, a lot of culture representation. Yeah, right you know, now. You know, now shout out to Bobby Lashley who beat The Miz for the WWE Championship, which I was so glad on having because The Miz cashing in on Drew McIntyre was one of the most predictable teases ever. And having Bobby Lashley do the dirty work was great and predictable, but I love the backlash out of that. The aftermath of that. The, what was the aftermath out of that? The aftermath out of that was Miz won a WWE title and the Hurt Business came to collect. Mm. Said, you owe us a title shot. And you know when MVP get on that mic, it get Money. real. Money. <laughs> you got to coordinate. So, so uh, I talked to Mika over I think that 24 hours. And I was upset about it. I, w I was upset about it as a watcher because Drew McIntyre, the face of WWE apparently right now, uh, went through a whole year, went through a documentary, went to WrestleMania. I mean, Roy Rumble, uh, Claymore kicked Brock Lesnar out of the ring. Huge pop from the crowd. Won the whole thing. Went to WrestleMania. Claymore kicked Brock Lesnar again. Banished him away. Won the title. Uh, beat Randy Orton 30 uh, times and got beat. Put it back on him. Uh, what is the next thing? Uh, the Miz beat some guy for the briefcase. Little <laughs> hokey cases. Look, some guy. Give Otis his name because he ain't got nothing else going for him. I like, and, and Otis is hilarious. He, he's funny. You like that near elimination that Mandy Rose got. Uh, he laid on his stomach. That that was that was different. That was a dependable man. <laughs> he said, "I want you eliminated. Get back in the ring." Uh, that was something. But but he's also a real life shooter too, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But the Miz kept walking around on TV with a briefcase and looking at Drew and said, "I can cash this any time I want." And it was for like six weeks now. I'm like, Miz, we know. Like you got the briefcase. Like go away so we don't see it coming. And he fused with Bad Bunny for about two months. Slap him in the face and jumps on him after the Rumble. I'm like, okay, Miz, Bad Bunny, I mean, Miz Morrison, Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest at WrestleMania. Nope. Cashed in, what? became, well, yeah, right. That was one of the most obvious words ever. They said, we got to get rid of this briefcase. Uh, beat Drew McIntyre. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what? And they what? did it for a statistic for the Miz. Mm. And you sent me that, too. Double time, two time Only Grand Slam. Two time Grand Slam champion okay. in the WWE. Yeah, we could have had the Miz champion in July, and Ooh. it would have still it would have still not cared. They had to get the case off of him. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't roll into Mania. It was too close. Well, he well, if you want to piss people off, have have uh, Lashley and Drew or even Sheamus fight, and they beat each other up, and Miz cash in at the end. Hmm. Talk about a pissed off crowd. So, again, the, the Hurt Business collected on it, and I was salivating. I was salivating for about a week to see it happen. I was not, but yeah. You won't? You wanted Miz to hold it to WrestleMania? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Why? Because the Miz was supposed to be that chicken 
chicken shit. The chicken shit champion who ran, 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 who held on to the title by whatever means necessary, whether it be using Morrison, count outs, or whatever. And Mania was supposed to be the big payoff championship win for, like, I guess a Lashley as that was who you wanted to put the title on to next. So you take Brock Lesnar and you go from Brock Lesnar to The Miz. Totally just, again, you, you needed a chase. And Miz is good on the run. Miz is good on the mic. Miz is good with the hype. And again, this was a Monday Night Raw. And it's historic in the fact that you don't have that many title changes on a Raw. Um, it's usually a pay-per-view that the title changes on or what have you. So it's different. But it was one of those things where they tease so much during that you know that night well, nine o'clock is going to be ten o'clock it's going to be and they you know swerve 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 i was so disinterested i fell asleep oh you talk about the episode where you lost yeah it. oh that was, was funny like, i was just like well this is stupid but again miz has been such a solid performer and can work with anybody where it would have been why don't not make, give lashley that wrestlemania moment don't don't make me play that 2006 shoot that you did on daniel bryan that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. That, yeah, no pun intended, right? Yeah. But again, Miz would have taken you to Mania with that title and given Lashley a huge Mania moment winning the title. Wait, so you're going to take two bad guys and you're going to flip the Hurt Business. Well, that's what's going to end up happening. We'll see you guys. You're going to flip the Hurt Business and go to Mania as the good guys, no matter how how uh, saucy MVP can be on the mic and have people, Lashley win it. People love that. That's, and it's not even they're bad guys. They're tweeners right now. They could be that too. But also with the grit of Bobby Lashley, apart from slapping his butt and mentioning three sisters with uh, Leo Rush and feuding with Sami Zayn, he could kill Miz. And obviously that happened but on again, Raw. You're, you, but the build... To redeem Lashley, because you're bringing up that three sisters thing and all that, you know, stuff where a run from like a now to mania with that title, with him chasing after Miz, they could have created some different opportunities and some different looks. Oh, I forgot. Like you forget about that stupid Lashley stuff in the past. Oh, I forgot. The sleeping with, stuff. Yeah. Sleeping with another man's wife. Yeah. Could have. Obviously. Could have. Could have washed all that away. Cuck holding. With a good program. With him going and destroying everybody. Like, put Drew back in front of him. Let him beat Drew. Let him beat everybody trying to get to Miz. Let him climb the quote-unquote mountain. And again, Mania is supposed to be the payoff for all these big titles. It's supposed to be the upper echelon where if you go into Mania, into a title program or whatever, the story has built so much where everybody is keyed in and ready to see it and ready to go and just chomping at the bit for something to happen. Now, I will say this, though. With Lashley... Okay, Lashley was a... Um, I call Lashley a swerve for me. Before this ever happened, I was going for Sheamus. And the reason being is that Sheamus and Drew McIntyre 
have a history. They have pictures. They have mm-hmm. other promotions that they were together. Even though people have counted Sheamus out because Sheamus in the past had neck problems that could have pushed him out of wrestling. And Sheamus has been doing uh, certain exercises to keep his neck strong and keep him more durable to to keep wrestling for another couple of years. Even what's funny is I'm subscribed to his YouTube channel, but I don't watch his stuff. Uh, <laughs> but I support it though. And, and and but that was for me. But here's here's the thing about uh, McIntyre and Sheamus that I was missing. It's a pandemic. Nobody cares. A lot of people, a lot of people can't travel from England and Ireland and all those European countries to come down because if they did that in Raymond James Stadium, there would be a lot of Scottish, British, I mean, a lot of Scottish, United Kingdom, British, uh, Irish flags in the stadium as per the clientele of WrestleMania. Hmm. And that would have made it a bigger match more than anything. Now, what I see from Lashley is that Drew's going to have to work to get that title back. That, excuse me, that championship back. Now, maybe I'll go biased here. I like Drew. Drew is a good associate. We we hung out in the past and when he was doing the indies. I'm going to play the race card. Um, with the Hurt Business and, and <laughs> the Hurt Business and Lashley, I want to see Lashley just walk out. But between those two, I want to see a friggin' match. I want to see a match of the year contender for WWE, let alone Wrestling Observer Newsletter, even though it should be changed to the uh, AEW Wrestling Observer Newsletter because of the wow. past this year's awards, the past year's awards come in. Awards. It's so, again, Lashley versus Drew McIntyre is a bigger draw. Puts Miz back with Bad Bunny because you got to get the papers going. Rapper was in the match. Wrestled because it happened with Snooki. It happened with uh, Maria Menudos. I love well, I love Maria Menudos, even though she had a horrible spot in uh, WrestleMania. Uh, I bet again, she was celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You you don't know what a spot I'm talking about. No, I don't care. <laughs> it, it, celebrities in the ring is not going to be my. Oh my God, they did such a good job, and I am going to remember forever that Snooki and Maria Munoz had the best <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't care. No, no, no. It's, not, it, it's, it's a spot in the match that would just look horrible. Where she stink-faced... Celebrity match. Where she stink-faced a woman. Horrible. She stink-faced another competitor who had tanner all over her wearing white pants and looked like she pooped her pants coming out of the corner. Again, celebrity match. They're all horrible. There's some that... I, I, it got to be one or two. That, that you know, they actually went through the rigor to the ringers. But... Wait, Ronda Rousey? The, the, the match in uh, WrestleMania 34? Do we consider that a... Well, she was a celebrity at the time. The but papers. She, but she had already been training. Yes, but also the papers. The, what would you see uh, the next day on Good Morning America in USA Today? I don't count that because Ronda... Well, she's a lifelong wrestling fan anyway. Not only is she a lifelong wrestling fan, she had been training already. It wasn't like Ronda was fresh out of the MMA and not Judo. training. She was already training for wrestling. She had already been doing her wrestling training. She was a celebrity, yes, who had not been officially signed to the WWE, but she was already training for the WWE. Okay, so getting back to the point, Lashley and Drew McIntyre, I want to see a fight. That could sell tickets. 
Especially with MVP's mouth being at the Hurt Business. I'm only interested in MVP's promos because Lashley <laughs> can't cut a promo. Well, that's what you have a manager for. I mean, I mean, right now, MVP's the Black Paul Heyman the way he's talking. Uh, yeah, again, that's why I say I'm only interested in MVP's promos. I'm not interested in Lashley as a champion. Um, How about the Hurt Business? I like the group as a, a unit, but I also find myself wondering, like, when Lashley had his matches, why weren't the other two out there? Where was Cedric? Where was Shelton? Why weren't the Hurt Business out there as a unit? Why was it just MVP? Mm-hmm. And vice versa, when the championships were on the line, why was MVP um, just doing commentary? Why was Lashley out there? Why were they not all out there as a unit. So you wanted that that horseman herd mentality. If you're going to be a unit, notice I say a unit, not a group. If you're going to be a unit, you have to be out there together at all times. I'm not saying that they need to interfere, but at least have that solidarity showing and at least give the announcer something to say. You don't know what the Hurt Business is going to do. We've seen the Hurt Business in the past do this to this. This person in the ring needs to watch out not for their opponent, but for everybody out there as well. The Hurt Business is dangerous. I you get, take away from their dangerous angles, I, I, they're not all there being dangerous looking. Okay, I, okay. I, I, I have an answer to that. Maybe it's not the full answer because I don't watch Raw. But I think it's because Retribution is already doing that. And if they already doing that, it's like you're oversaturating by... By by letting the hurt business do that also. Now, in my personal opinion, the hurt business should do it instead of retribution. Right. But since retribution, they gave them that spot of looking over each other's matches. Then you know, the hurt business is like Shelton and Cedric are uh, setting up for their match, or Bobby is setting up for his match, and MVP is doing commentary, and that's what it is. I'm not. I don't. I don't know the creative like that if anybody wants Nobody to call me off like creative. that. Because creative, creative changes their damn it. mind to like an creative hour Creative don't know time. they're creative, yeah. Yeah, so... so uh, but they should be doing the same thing. It's fine. I mean, Lord knows you, you've got... I'm not going to go against that. you got enough blonde bibbles running around here looking like the same person, so why not? You know, at least we can tell the difference between these um, factions. Her business does not wear mask. Retribution wears mask. There you go. Yeah, but would have... Would have uh, MVP got on the mic and talked about that with the Hurt Business saying we ain't trying to get COVID and get real on the mic like he did with TNA. Hey, let, <laughs> let that man speak the truth. That's not on fine. WWE television. Why not? I want that, but you know how Vince is. Just but again, Vince likes the realness too. When you when you get the real and the mix of the real and you draw eyes and you draw attention, no such thing as bad publicity. This coming from a guy that censored Nia Jax's my whole line on but they, YouTube. They, but on YouTube, it was probably YouTube's terms and conditions. It had nothing to do with the WWE. No, they, they actually did that. YouTube YouTube has terms and conditions. They probably did it because, again, we talk about PG ratings or what have you. There's probably a G rating on their crop, and then YouTube was like, yeah, it's too, no, you, too I heard, sexual or no, whatever. No, I, I, mean, I mean, in context, it wasn't, but I... I heard worse on, on the WWE replays. They're they're talking about the whole. Well, they did with uh, the uh, Dusty Winners uh, 
who's who's the Dusty winners of the women? Uh, Kai, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, Raquel Gonzalez got up there and said, you know, you're whole and people popped in the crowd. But the replay, uh, even on Raw, they showed they showed it, did not bleep it out or whatever. It was before the nine o'clock hour, before their adult uh, hour. So okay. you know, it, it's. But Vince but, likes that. But, but WWE should have owned that. They did. They had her do it again. You know, remember Cesaro and his teeth. Mm -hmm. They owned it and made shirts out of that. Not funny, but they owned it. They, they, they owned it in the fact that they replayed it, that they showed it, and made sure you just that rhymed. they, huh? They owned it and they replayed the fact that they showed it. They they showed it, but they also have the announcers talk about, well, that's a delicate part of the ring, or they're they're owning it enough. Where if you are an adult and you have a child watching with you, you don't have to have that uncomfortable conversation about what hole? Why does your hole where it's just like, okay, her butt hurts, you know, it's thank, like okay. Thank you very much because that's what it was. Right. When you do a leg drop on it and this goes back to the wrestling is uh F word compared to real. When you drop yourself on that apron, that's the hardest part of the ring. Look. That thing hurt. I tried to do that, like to get out of the ring really quick one day and like, kind of bounce down. I said, fine, I'll just kind of step over and just drop down to my butt and drop down to the floor. Well, yeah, I dropped down to my butt and it was like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. never again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And as I got to the floor, I still had to stand still like, whew. Took that one, boy. Not taking it again. You had an ounce of vertigo? Man, it was not vertigo. It was my ass hurtigo. And I could not uh, go nowhere <laughs> until I collected myself. So we go from Nia Jax's hole to Mika Villas's butt. But. Uh, <laughs> my lumps. My lumps got lumps that day, okay? When you're talking about bruised buns, yeah, it was... It was not nice. God, I wish I was there when that happened. No, nobody needed to be there when it happened. I didn't need to be there when it happened because I was like, I did it to myself. I freaking did it to myself. Okay. Well, um, I got to go over this a little bit because I said culture, the, the, for the culture is going to be at WrestleMania. For not to mention uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, which I am loving to see, to be entertained to see that match. Uh, Bianca Belair has been been pushed for the last four or five months. She has a special because I was very worried about her back in June or July somewhere because she was on the main roster and then nothing. Mm -hmm. And she came out and they had the vent the, 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 the special I mean uh, vignettes of the EST. Excuse me, those hot dogs. Mm. Uh, Caribbean jerk chicken hot dogs. Uh, we had some before the podcast. Um, Only one of us is affected by them. Notice that, though. Anyway, talk about the EST of WWE. So I'm glad to see that Black Girl Magic. Um, I'm just I'm just very excited for it to see Black women represented because I don't know when the last time really two Black women went at it for a women's championship in the realm of WWE and. I, I, I feel this is very... I mean, it probably happened somewhere. I can't remember. Alicia Fox or somebody. Uh, Naomi. But I, I, I can't remember that. Probably a uh, Lay Cool type of deal with Layla, maybe. Maybe Layla and Alicia or something. Maybe oh, had goodness. a match. 
I, I mean, I mean, not on the when grand you, stage. When, when you well, not not on the grand stage, not at a WrestleMania, not at all. Um, this is probably a first. We would have to definitely do our fact checking. But when you said that two women, two women of color going, you said black women going yes. at uh, for a WWE. I was going back in my head and just trying to think of um, anytime there was a black champion, um, as far as a women's champion. Um, Naomi. Yeah, but there were no. Alicia other, Fox. Uh, there were no other black women on the title in the title picture when Naomi had her title. No. There, I don't think there was anybody else black on the main roster when Naomi had her title. No. Um, Who did you say, Alicia Fox? Um, again, when Alicia Fox was. She's she, she's she's a legend. Now. She had the Divas title, I believe, maybe. Two thousand ten. Um, but I'm trying to think of. The only person possibly, maybe, who could have been on the roster, who probably was already gone at that point, um, of, of of color, would have been like a Layla. Um, and I don't think Layla was around at that point. I don't think there was anybody else no. black on the main roster at that point. So the fact that there are two women of color on the main roster who are in the main slots um, able to be in a program, not just you know, together as a program on a regular basis, like, you know, a regular Raw, regular SmackDown, or whatever, but they're leading into a program going into WrestleMania. That is huge. I honestly wasn't, I wasn't subscribed to this match between Bianca and Sasha. Yeah. Um, but now, like, in this light, I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I know representation matters. I get it. I understand. And I'm happy for not just them, but for all the little girls who are going to be able to look and see somebody who looks like them, somebody who looks like people in their family, somebody who they can relate to and who represents them. I'm really super happy for that, but I had not subscribed to that. But now I'm just thinking about it and going, damn, there's nobody in the WWE at the same time. And these two contrast beautifully. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as, you know, the difference in styles, difference in appearance, and what have you. So there's that diversity that has been sorely lacking for years in WWE, in their women's division in general. Like, we've had a lot of men, and I won't go say we had a lot of black champions or whatever, but there's been a lot of men of color at least in predominant roles who've been in some title pictures some main event roles just you know they've been out there you've seen men of color well i think about it again maybe i don't think there have been black men on the grand stage like wrestlemania defending the title against another black man i guess again this is all research so and it's top of literally and truly top of the head like we're as we're sitting yes here, thinking about this it's not something that we because we, we planned out because honestly um you know right now with, with lashley being champion um i and honestly mika every february black history month even though it's supposed to be black black history 365 for us I get tired of the talk about why there are no black champions, why there are no black WWE champions, and sometimes people pull in World Heavyweight Championship, which is not even part of the conversation, because we have enough of them. Mark Henry, Booker T. Uh, but people forget about them, and they don't give them the recognition, because even... Okay, I, I'm going I'm to I'm straight up for this one. You know, 
even though they may not have been the world heavyweight champion or whatever, they were the top champion in their respective brand at the time. I say this because uh, it's in, it's not the fact of you putting the world heavy the black world heavyweight champions under or burying them. It was that to a lot of us, what we see is that when you hold the WWE championship, you are the guy. You are the guy to lead the company. You are the guy to represent. You're the face of the company. You're the, you're the face of it. And sometimes it don't work out so well. Like Jinder Mahal, you know, they were trying to get an Indian crowd and that mm. didn't go over so well. Especially the the, the uh, push that he got after a month. Mm -hmm. He was jobbing. The next, you know, he beats Randy Orton for the title. And WWE thought, like, we're going to get the Indian crowd over. And no, it didn't. Um, but I say that because The Rock was, to me and maybe to you, was the first black world, I mean, the first black WWE world champion, 1998. Uh, you know, people have that conversation saying, The Rock's not black, he's Samoan, which gets on my, which gets on my fucking nerves. Because even though the one drop rule can be, like, ruled races, it's still black, completely. Uh, the late Rocky Johnson, Wade Bowles, from Canada, black Canadian, and his mother out of Maivia, Samoan. Okay, they leaned on Samoan because of the lineage that Ada came from. And Rocky Johnson was no slouch. Right. He did. He had to move. So you know the genes go through the rock, and he had that. But when you see the rock, you see Samoan, especially now with his tattoos. But the man is still black. He went on Twitter, told people, "said Look, I'm black." Same thing you know? with Roman. And you see him, you see the Samoan. You you don't see necessarily off the top black. His um, Roman Reigns is black. Is he not? I mean, personally, I think so. I mean, right, right. See, and that's that's the thing. About, but but I'm talking about like parents and but, but lineage and everything. How how do you how does he identify? That's another thing. How he identifies because. You can call somebody something all day, but if they don't identify with it, if they don't feel it, if they don't represent it, then they're not. If The Rock had went out and said, I'm not black, mm -hmm. then I don't care who we are. We can't adopt him and make him black no, if he didn't. The truth is there, but the support would drop. It's not even so much the support. It's who that person is in the individual, just as we were talking about different, you know, trans and who you identify as mm -hmm. in every aspect of your spirit, your color, your sexuality, whatever orientation. It's who you identify as in general. So if The Rock had not identified, if he did not identify as black, I don't care about how many drops he has. He's not black. He's telling you, I am not this. Okay. I don't care how dark my skin is or whatever. I'm not this. So So will we believe Rachel Dolezal? Who's that? Oh, goodness. Uh, this Caucasian woman who was like ahead of a chapter of the NCAA. She felt she I mean, not NCAA. Oh, NAACP and yeah, registered she, herself as black. Right. And tried to do all everything in the culture and everything. So whatnot. she identified as black. or she And she got now, exposed. Now, she identified as black. Now, did she do it for some reason? Did she get some benefit for it? Whatever, whatever, whatever. There's differences or what have you. Like... If you ask me when I fill out these applications or whatever, I'm other all the time. Me too. People like, people will automatically, when they try to fill them out for me, go black. I'm like, mm, nope, sorry. You can't do that. You can't adopt me to just one particular 
anything because you don't know who I am and what I identify as. So you can't do that. And so plus, and plus, some uh, a lot of our lineages are very crossed uh, with with many strands or whatever. So that's why I, I would say that instead of um, because I hated the term African American uh, because I when I when I first moved to Maryland from Virginia. I never really saw many Africans in Virginia, even though Virginia, uh, where I was in Hampton Roads, Virginia, was military. Uh, when I moved up here, I saw so many Africans around here. Mm -hmm. You know, they lived here for so many years, and they got their papers, uh, uh, you know, legalization, right. immigration papers. And cards and all that. They are African American, first generation, second generation. For me, I don't have African culture in my family per se you know, go around and go Kwanzaa and be woke and Holly Selassie and all that stuff. But... We'll fall down. This boy said Kwanzaa. Okay. I don't believe in Kwanzaa. Mm. Um, but I believe in the culture. But but here here's the thing. Here, here's the thing what I believe. When The Rock became WWE champion, I was like, that's the first black champion. So there was an argument for 1998. It was an argument for about 20 years. After that was Kofi Kingston. So people were on the memes saying, bring us the blackness. Kofi Kingston is going to be champion. I said, oh, I said, wait a minute. Kofi Kingston is from Africa. Kofi Kingston is African-American. He's Ghanaian-American. His fam He would tell you that his family are first generation. They, they did a damn special and took him yeah, back to they, Ghana. Yeah, they took him back and showed him that with the belt and the kids were all happy and, you know, hugging on him back before COVID. And... It showed that, so people were saying like, okay, Kofi's African, uh, African American champion, we all celebrated on that, then you had a little small piece that was like, uh, he ain't black. And I'm just like, I don't care, he got it, he was held down for 10 years. So, uh, that happened, then about almost two years later, you have Bobby Lashley as a WWE champion. I didn't see the comments in there. Some people say this is the first. I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to leave you to it. I'm going to leave you to it. But me, over here, I'm going to still embrace Kofi Kingston for having it. I'm going to embrace Dwayne Johnson for having it. A lot of times in those conversations, people, again, going back to this point, bring up the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belt. I tell people all the time, it's not that I'm pushing Booker T, Mark Henry, and others aside and under the bus. It's that because the World Heavyweight Championship was acquired from WCW slash NWA during the acquisition, and, and that was a secondary that belt. was a secondary belt. And they tried so, to make it like it was the top title of the second brand, and they tried to make it like SmackDown right. and Raw and everything. It was still a secondary and, belt. And, and treated as such. And after Triple H, I thought it was the Golf Clap Special Needs belt. Like you're the champion, but you're not head of the company. Kidding. What I'm saying, like, he's a champion, but you're a champion too, but you're not head of the company. You're not the guy. So anybody who held that belt was like, okay, all right, so they're just champion. So so what? So um, and then somebody said something stupid uh, about Jim Crockett Jr. passing away. They said, uh, in honor of him, we should bring the belt back. The, the big gold belt back and it was an argument in the comments on Twitter and I'm just like you guys are all stupid let it go people but here's here's the deal that belt has been made over so many times in, yeah. in so many years but the, the face of the company in the WWE is not Bobby Lashley 
he has the major title, but your face is still Roman. I thought he was going to say Drew. Uh, no. Because I don't even think Drew was really the face of the company. Even in these times with him carrying that title as long as he carried it through the, the COVID area, the COVID era, um, okay. WWE. Drew was not the face of the, the company. It was still Roman. See, see, here's this is what I see. I And I'm, this is not like those big arguments yet. Um, I see Drew because, number one, out of the past year, Drew has been there. He's been there. He's been doing the work. I don't discount Roman for anything. He's been there. He's doing the work. COVID hit. Drew said, "I'm still, I'm still going after the belt. We're you know still what? gonna do it indoors." Here's, here's where the, the Roman the company differs. Ro Roman headed out to take care of his family, even though a lot of us, including myself, was proven wrong. Say, okay, he's not risking his immunity, his 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 immune status. Uh, you know, want to stay with his family, and then his wife was giving birth. Also, I think it was twins. Mm -hmm. So he became a family man and stayed home with the wife. And that was points in my book because a lot of times with wrestlers, it's like, oh, my wife's having a baby. Here's the baby. I'm going back on the road. So in Ricky Steamboat also, he did the same thing. Uh, and that didn't work out for him. Um, so, so when Roman came back, Roman came back fresh with a new look, uh, you know, no vest, head of the table. Oh, you ain't on that one. I did not win. <laughs> you raise eyebrows, something. Um, head of the table, and the storylines with uh, his cousin Jay Uso, very nice. And okay, I can see people saying here's, that Roman. Here's why I said Roman's ahead of the table. But you said COVID. Here's why I said Roman is not the head of the table. That Roman is the face of the company, because think of it like this. Anybody who was at the top of the WWE, who was the face of the company, could take some time off for whatever reasons and come back and get that number one spot. To be that person that they send to do the press interviews, to do the talk shows, to do the movies, to do the appearances, to do the make-a-wishes, to be out there and to be that public person who has the look the charisma of the entertainment portion of the company. The wrestling in WWE is always, not even secondary, it's low on the totem pole. Yeah, because Vince McMahon doesn't like wrestling. It is the entertainment portion. It is being that marketable figure that they can put out there. If John Cena walked back into the WWE, E, whatever it is called, the WWE tomorrow. It'll be news. He is the face of the company again. Okay. He will be put automatically in a title picture somewhere within the next three to six months. Or they would do him like Bray Wyatt, like the, the Bray Wyatt angle a year ago. They they would put him up there immediately in the upper echelons because he is the face of the company. I say Bobby Lashley with all due respect is not going to be the face of the company because Bobby Lashley is not going to be sought after for his looks, his charisma, his ability to go out and do these press junctions, to be put into movies, to be put onto TV shows. I think Bobby, I mean, I think Bobby already did movies, but I was outside yeah, of that. Yeah, no. And, and again, there is a vanity to being the face of the company. You actually have to have a good face. Bobby 
does not have a good face. Bobby is not making... Don't get my podcast canceled Bobby, from the hurt business. Bobby is not making girls swoon and panties drop by him taking his shirt off. Who's doing that? Roman. The man took his vest off. We didn't see him without his shirt on before. But something Unless about you this, watch NXT back in the day. Right, but something about this comeback is like, oh my god, Roman. Everybody. I mean, I've I seen those comments. Right. I mean, people are, you know, like, about Roman. The females are more face of the companies at this point. Charlotte <coughs> Flair. Wow. <laughs> Alexa. Sasha. Becky. Um, oh, I'm talking, well, Becky, yes, but I'm talking about outside. Becky with the man phenomenon. Yes, yeah. yes. But I'm talking about Charlotte and Alexa Bliss were just on NBC's, or the Peacock's, reboot of Punky Brewster. I gotta see that. Yeah, I'm watching it now, but they were they were literally just there. I didn't hear about Alexa, but I heard um, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. They, they were they were in it together. Um, who did I mean? Sasha Banks was on The Mandalorian. Still it, I think or still is, is was whatever. But I'm saying. Okay, so so okay. The face I, of the company has to you, be you're going, outside. You're going marketing. I I, That's I, I get the face. No 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 no. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not going against you. I get that part. What I was saying was, and I'm still having the old school mindset, and even though we're talking about WWE here, hmm. I'm talking about wrestling. But you're the here, wrong here, company but, for but, that. I know, I know. But here's what I'm saying: Drew McIntyre to me, he won the Royal Rumble at the time. Kick Brock Lesnar, everybody popped for him. Wanted, you know, everybody popped when he wanted. And from those times, it's like, okay, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm going to fight Brett Lesnar. We were all cheering for that. We are going to go see WrestleMania. We are going to see it. Next you know, COVID hit. Mm. Nobody's going. Nobody going anywhere. So they ran specials on him. He did it. Empty arena at first. And when he won it, it's like... We, we checked out. We did that. Yes. We did that. So Drew is doing nothing but wrestling because we want him on TV. He got a kilt. I don't know why. He got he a sword. And a big old sword overcome. And then he got the, I don't, this is stupid, but he got a countdown to the Claymore, which is telegraphing like the Sweet Chin music. Because they needed something gimmicky. Yeah, I know. And because it's entertainment, they need something that they can market. Yes. They can't market him in this skirt. They can't Kill. market this, it's a skirt. Kill. It's a skirt. Scottish. We're American. It's a skirt. Scottish. We're American. It's a skirt. You would say that to Roddy Piper. I would. Um, you can't Strike market, her, Roddy. You can't market the sword because you can't have these kids running around with damn swords. They needed something gimmicky and catchy. That's why Drew, I'm, Drew has the face. Drew has that wicked little brogue. He could talk. but And the he, body. And, and the body. Pause yeah, me. yeah. But they don't have enough to market him out there to people outside of wrestling fans and all those other people I mentioned the Sasha's the uh, Charlotte's and of course your Romans have that extra oomph out there that they market to people in general outside of the WWE wrestling fans okay and those are your faces of the company okay so I, I again old school mindset speaking of wrestling but we're talking about WWE which I need to cast that away and mm-hmm. think about entertainment yeah. first um and, and and honestly I don't the the irony of wrestling versus entertainment in WWE should not even be an issue it's just Vince McMahon Hell, even the Miz is a face of the company 
Look at all the stuff The Miz is doing and done. Like, he's hosted uh, Cannonball. He's on Miz and Mrs. They were on Total Divas. He's doing, like, his own little shows. Plus, he's, the, he's uh, the Marine for, like, eight movies in the a row. The Marine. He's executive producing. Like, the Miz is out there literally doing the hands, shaking hands and kissing babies and Before making COVID. more babies and all this stuff. Just, I ain't saying just for TV purposes, but it ain't hurting that, you know, he popping his hot wife and knocking her up and they making reality TV out of it. So, again, even without the title, yeah, Miz is one of the faces of the company. And, and uh, this is, it's funny because Daniel Bryan isn't. Because he, he just has the yes chance and he has wrestling. Yeah, he doesn't want to, he doesn't go, you would have to send him on a plane or have him do some extra stuff and he wants to go hug a tree. He don't want to go talk to people and send more carbon into the atmosphere or whatever the hell, you know. He, is, le this, he leaves it to his wife. This is a this is a conversation for a special episode, and this is a good conversation too. Um, but again, Mika's looking inside of entertainment, so she sees it as WWE. I still have the I'm wrestling. Looking at the real business of it all. The the, the guts of it. Um, I look at it as WWE. I mean, not WWE. I look at it as wrestling, and you know, old school. Uh, wrestling stuck to the floor <laughs> so uh anyway i can't yeah, <laughs> stuck it. to the floor gotta fasten my sandals uh, somebody grown ass with velcro <laughs> get stuck to the floor wow okay so we got a little comedy because we got a little deep with discussions yeah uh anyway all right, let, okay. We i have to say this i'm so, i'm sorry like i'm trying to relax in my own place um, Super relaxed. Stuck to the nail floor. <laughs> well, you still got your heels on. These are boots. These are not heels. I see heels on them things. These are not. These are regular shoes. Them little, boots. Them little tiny feetses. Listen, first of all, if you see me in heels, y'all, it's a problem. <laughs> I won't be like that chick we watched the video of, but it's a problem, okay? She was walking like Bambi. Jesus. <laughs> like a damn fawn about to get killed. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, shoot. I'm about to close this, but I forgot. This is another uh, major thing for me, and I'm glad I'm being a very evil guy by by uh, smiling and laughing and clapping when I heard this. But Mika, the Wednesday, the fake Wednesday Night Wars is over for now. Only you would laugh and clap or whatever. I love it. I am loving this. I mean, okay, this is all business on the inside of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But I love it. I said it most of the time on this podcast. There's no such thing as Wednesday Night Wars except for the, the, the internal dealings of the two companies. Right. There's no such thing as that. But the fans are like, you're dumb because you watch AEW. You're dumb because you watch uh, NXT. And I'm like, shut the hell up. Just, you like what you like. Let's right. just put it out there like that. I don't. I, I hate it. Getting up in the morning, looking on Twitter, Brian Alvarez, you know, cool guy, putting up. AEW made this many thousand viewers. NXT made this many thousand. I'm like, okay, whatever. I got the network. I watch NXT on Thursday nights. I see what happens. I love seeing Killer Cross. I mean, Carrion Cross. Um. I like watching Scarlet, but that's a whole different story. Fall and Prey. Yeah, Fall and Prey. <laughs> fall and Prey. But again, the Undisputed Era. That kick at the end of the last Takeover. Loved it. You never saw it coming. Out of nowhere. So, anyway, uh, it's over. 
NXT is moving to Tuesday nights. I think I, I heard that USA got NHL now. Uh, the, the hockey leagues. I mean, which, you know, NHL makes more money than WWE. They generate more money because everybody buys jerseys and whatever. So the business move. And now people are pitching that WWE NXT is going to go against AEW Dark. Mm. That is no competition. Zero competition. And all you fans who want to post like AEW Dark and NXT, like it's no competition. Period. Why are you watching Kevin Matthews? Jay Lethal. Oh, okay. Jay Lethal don't go live, so I was just like, Jay Lethal is live. Well, they know each other. Yeah, but he never goes live, so I'm just like, he doesn't do social media live, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, eight. Uh, good lord. So now, uh. You know, NWA Power has been out for about a year. Um, thanks to COVID. Thanks to COVID. No studio wrestling. But they tried with, like, prime time, which I did like. You know, NWA, please come back. Uh, AEW Dark, which that used to be an hour. It turned into two hours. And I got lost in it. I stopped watching it. Lost in the sauce. Yeah, I mean, I watch it for people that I know, like Sean Donovan, um... Bear Country, people I'd known and met and connected with and want to support them. Um, oh, was it AEW Dark? No, no, no. Okay. Scratch that. People are now making some kind of fake Tuesday war with AEW Dark versus NXT and nobody's thinking about Impact. Impact, Impact is, is like step on the, child the kids' table. The worst level. Not even a redhead stepchild. It's one of the stepkids of the Brady Bunch. Albino stepkid. No, it's like a Brady Bunch stepchild that you didn't even know. Like you saw all Jan and Marsh and all of them. But there was another one, y'all. Like Oliver. Like Oliver outside. Like, get in the house. (laughs) I I live here. That's impact right now in in these quote-unquote wars. Honestly and truly, though, I'll be honest. I want to watch impact. Um, And it's tough to watch impact. Because you don't have the uh, access network? Access is not everywhere. You have to download the app. Um, uh, and yeah. here's where, here's how I had to, I can't get it at home, but I can get access at work. So I made them install access at my job. Oh, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm thinking the access word, not no, access, access the channel. Yeah, the, the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Access, Mark Cuban. Right. So I was like, let me get this channel so I can watch Impact if I happen to be at work late on a Tuesday. I have to catch up. I'm two weeks behind. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm on the uh, 24th on there, and um, I did like Susan from the week before, <laughs> and I and I forged you a, I forged you a picture of Susan having a shirt. I love Susan. I love Susan. The many faces of Sue, Sue Young <laughs> are amazing. Each one of them is more incredible than the other, and I think I. I like Susan more than anything because she is no nonsense, and. <laughs> I wish you could pull that tweet up. Oh. Um, clap your cheeks and everything. Oh Jesus, Susan! Susan's gonna clap your cheeks. It is not the way you think, and do not correct her, because trust her, she is Susan. Well, she follows me, so I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to correct her because I get to unfollow. Listen, do not correct Susan. 
let Susan be. This is her world. We're just living. In you know what's so bad that I, when she when I saw Clapton Cheeks, I was like, let me go on Urban Dictionary and see what Clapton Cheeks mean, because I, I know what Clapton Cheeks mean. I don't expect for her to use that I definition. Not, I, Susan clearly heard one of you kids say it and adopted it to her own lingo. Just unfortunately, the adaptation went a little bit awry, but it's okay. Trust well, well I, I I can make a shout out and say Soldier Boy, if you don't want if you don't want to die, go after Susan with the clapping cheeks. Oh, he still would die. Imagine because because of the realms, the the, the the bloody bride will come back and take care of that. Okay, let's do it. Are we booking that? Yes, book it. <laughs> book it. We both know James Mitchell, the devil himself, and uh, wait a minute, James Mitchell officiated a wedding a while ago. Yes. Kip Sa- oh God. Uh, Kip Sabian and, and Pen- oh goodness, we got to get him back. It's like talking to the devil when I talk to him. I wonder if I can get him to do my sister's wedding. Anyway. Uh, Whoa, <laughs> you trying to curse your sister. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. You going to come up there all red and the eyebrows all arched. And it's, a, it's a beach wedding too. Imagine the people. Imagine the draw. Oh goodness. Hi. So, so, um. Anyway, Impact, I, I try to watch it. Um, I, I have friends at Impact. I like watching. Because Impact is trying. Impact, Impact is, is actually trying. Impact is good. Yes. People just don't know how good it is because they can't see it. No, because, well, that's one. Because people still have that stigma of TNA sucks. Yeah, but again, if you watch Impact, you'll see good wrestling, great storylines, talented performers. But you can't talk about what you don't know. So if you're not watching, shut up about it. You're stupid. TNA sucks. Yeah, if you're not watching, you're stupid. I mean, yeah, at least about the last two years when they when they started merging to Impact right. and uh, you know they had Lucha Underground talent and then that match uh, Pentagon Junior versus Sammy Callahan kind of turned things around a little right. bit and Sammy Callahan cracking Eddie Edwards in his eye with a bat was one of them. Nah, Even though that was not supposed to happen. It wasn't supposed to happen, but you know what? It, they worked it out. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was Jim Cornette going after Sammy Callahan. That was hilarious. And then Sammy Callahan clapped back also. But Sammy gives no Fs. But again, download the uh, the the uh, Impact Wrestling app. And then plus, if you don't like TNA, I mean, you can watch like the old uh, mid-2000s, which TNA was great. There was a lot of good talent. Um, Roxy LeBeau, one of them. Listen, listen, this is where your AJ Styles cut his teeth, man. This is where. He no, he didn't. Was, okay. I saw him in Ring of Honor yeah, well, in New is, Japan. This is where he was. He was good. This is where he really got all his his everything from AJ bouncing off the six side six out of ring. That right there was like one of my first introductions to TNA. I was like, whoa! First of all, this ring. Secondly, who is this dude just everywhere? He AJ sucked Styles. back then. Yeah, okay. Huh. Not even. <laughs> Not even. No, AJ was phenomenal before then. Like, AJ, like the beginning AJ, days of AJ a, ain't TNA. AJ man his life, okay? First of all. Well, like, the, 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 uh. Listen, we're not getting dirty. The, the old WCW days when they were running out of business, the Air Paris and Air Styles. Listen. He was, he was novice. Even, even with Air, Air Paris has got a booking coming up in Georgia this month. Uh, oh, please let me know about that. I, I'll show you. I was like. Paris, holy hell. Me heard that in 20 um, years. Right. But even then, he wasn't bad. He was just green. Mm-hmm. So. I said, well, yeah, green novice. Yeah, so that. AJ is a. 
No, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I got tired, and it was exhausting to see and hear people talk about how TNA sucks. But when the talent from TNA goes to WWE, it's like the greatest thing ever. Because people are stupid. Because, um, like EC3, before then, Derek Bateman was in WWE. He was Love mediocre. EC3. He was mediocre, but had the looks and stuff and curly hair. Went oh, to. The yeah, like a curly fro or something. I loved his hair. He went to TNA Wrestling, went became TNA, EC3. Became Dixie Carter's nephew, Ethan Carter Third. Let me tell you who bought into that. I did. I knew who it was. But the whole character, the whole gimmick. He used the hell out of him. In a suit. Him doing everything. I had a little... Pompadour hairstyle. Ooh, he had the Boca. He had the Boca boy hairstyle. He had the Boca boy cut. He had that. I got money. I'm not rich. Douchebag kind of. EC3 was EC3 before MJF was MJF. That's where and know, this this pompous little rich boy stuff comes from. And people like get on MJF for that. And but it's okay because there are differences in how they do yeah. stuff. But man. You, you talk about talent and about talent coming up and developing and cutting their teeth and showing their character. Your 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 TNA back in the day, whew, that was it. That was your proving ground. That was one of their pay per views. Proving ground. Yeah, and also, I thought that was a show. Yeah, proving ground. Okay. That was a pay per view. I'm sure. Okay. Um, no, no, the show was gut check. Mm -hmm. Um. So back then, that was TNA during their stink days. Uh, that EC3 cut. He cut his teeth and. Sting was there, then you had the the ill-fated Aces and Eights. Um, Man, you had the Young Bucks there. Let's be honest. Yeah, Generation Me. Generation Me. Max the Jeremy Hardys Bucks. were there at different times. Um, Jeff was a world champion. Um, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. He was trying to put there. people over. Bobby Lashley. At Samoa time. Joe. The um, Beatdown Clan. The, the BDC. Um, hell, the Main Event Mafia. Oh, God. Um, Sting was so out of place in that group. Still, lots of talent back in the day. But it the was... women's roster. You want to talk about women's revolution? That's where it started. Yeah, uh, 2000, like the, 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 the mid-2000s to late 2000s, that's when the women really started coming up. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the wrestling in TNA that brought it down. It was just the business practices. WCW 2.0. Well, that same night where the Monday, <laughs> that same night uh, where uh, they say we're gonna go on Monday night, and then the same that was that same night where Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels made up in the ring. Yeah. Which one are you gonna really watch? Right. And and next you know they bought Hulk Hogan's Australian tour and friends and and that's what tanked it because nobody mainstream believed in TNA talent and. It was just like, come on now, you're gonna bring Hulk Hogan, sixty four year old ass and Because again And then they had the band. You you had Jeff Jarrett holding a book and yeah, it was Well he got eased out of it though eventually. Yeah, but it was too late. And, and Dixie Carter. Dixie yeah, Dixie we're not going to talk about the fall of TNA because it's a lot. <laughs> it's a whole No lot. no 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 wait. literally TNA had a seven year itch of mm. bad luck. And I think the Pentagon uh, Sammy Callahan match was like outside of that seven year itch and they turned things around. And again, like now Matt Cardone is in uh, Impact right now. I don't think he signed Zach though. Zack Ryder. Him and uh, Brian Myers are feuding against each other. 
whatever Brian Myers' name was in the WWE. We don't remember. Kurt Hawkins? Yeah, that. <laughs> we just knew he was there. We don't remember his name. Well, they were tag champions on the way out. Ooh, ooh, you know it. In their own backyard. Yeah, we forgot about that. <laughs> so, so we have a lot of people like that. We had, uh, you know, Moose. You know, uh, I am the champion of this company. When he, breathes, when, he, when he breathes, when he talks. Don't get me Moose, Moose is my dude, though, but I'm looking at him like, Moose, he's like, you doing too much, man. He, even there were times where uh, I think he was with Killer Cross and he was wearing all these funny outfits. Yep. And I was just like, Moose, you acting like a stereotypical African. Like, I don't know where you get them outfits from, but put them back and don't ever go back there again. He, he almost looked as ridiculous as the guy in the church singing Moist. Mm. <laughs> You see, you, see, you see the picture I had with Moose uh, at Russell K. He had like this black get up and a sling bag. No. In no. front and these Run DMC glasses. Done. See, I'm done already. <laughs> now they bought back the TNA belt. Mm. So. So we'll see. But we but we got Rich Swan. Yes. Uh, um, Swanski. Eric Young, who's now relevant again because WWE didn't know how to use him outside of sanity. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, again, with two, with the so-called phony fake Tuesday Night Wars, you just got to experience impact. If you don't have Access Network, please get YouTube. Do it. Do please, it. Please do sign it. up to their YouTube channel, and you will be not disappointed. Um, Mika and I have been going over for the last couple months about Wrestler's House and uh, Susie, which I dearly miss. Hi, I'm Susie. <laughs> We're at a date with uh, Jake something. <laughs> No, she was she was saying like she was like like if you get nervous, just say I have the runs and, and just walk out. And she's like, okay. I got a goosebumps. And soon as soon as she sat down with him, she's like, I got the runs. And you see, Jake is like, good to know. Good to know. Oh, oh my god, that was the best and the worst ever. Uh, again, if you do not understand these references, you need to go back and you need to watch and you will just understand the magic and the mischief behind Wrestler's House and Impact and what they were able to achieve with this. So please, please, please go watch, go subscribe, like it, and then come back and tell me that you have the runs. <laughs> Wrestler's House was train wreck also, but it was entertaining. It's another example of train wreck, but you just it found it. train wreck. It really? Was, it was great. Tommy Dreamer? Great. Did great. No Way Jose reference? Great. He's not signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. We didn't sign him. <laughs> Come on now. Ty Valkyrie and the fact that she shot her friend. That was after Wrestler's House. Yeah, they, she yeah. married uh, Rosemary and got shot. Yeah, so it's, again, lots of craziness, but lots of good stuff. I mean, if you like the weirdness in the E and all their weird little twisted storylines, uh, you'll love the stuff that they did in Wrestle House. Yeah, but the, pro but yeah, but the difference is Impact was more consistent with their storylines. We didn't talk about Bobby Lashley, three sisters. Like, like where did they all come from? Look, we, we don't talk about that, okay? We just let it go. Like Frozen said, let it go. I want to know who wrote that so I can slap them with the papers that they have. They hopefully already got slapped into You, you don't book Lashley like that. Lashley supposed to destroy people. But again, it was allowed. They didn't have anything else for him. They wanted comedic aspect. 
What, what, what do you what do you think was worse, Lashley with his three sisters or sleeping with another man's wife, which we all knew? They were all bad. And you know what? Equally for, for for those who are so. biblical, that was the Ten Commandments. Vince fault God. Do you think he gives a crap about a commandment? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Vince fault God and won. Do you think he cares about a commandment? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. No. You lucky we didn't see him beating Moses up with all the damn Ten Commandments. Like, here are some stone tablets. It, uh, it can still happen. Vincent is lip fillers. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, but but look, that was so tr- that was a four-month storyline that we had to endure. Then they get married, and Liv Morgan is the bisexual lesbian lover of we, Lana. We, we, we wash all that out. We don't even talk about that. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> WWE's history is their story. They will tell their story, and at any given time... When they make that story disappear, we don't talk about it. We don't bring it up. The announcers, the commentators don't bring it up. The interviewers won't bring it up. Remember back when you were with Liv? And the, they will not bring it up unless it benefits their narrative. It does not benefit their narrative at this point. They will not talk about Lana's bisexuality and Liv Morgan at all because it does not benefit their narrative. And also, let them be sponsored by something LGBTQT. Then they'll bring it up, guarantee you. And, and, and also, uh, uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose were pitching a same storyline like exact that, same and they didn't want that. And it was like it was too real because of Sonya's or sexual orientation. Um, but you know, you could do it with Lana and Liv because you didn't have such two blondes. Yeah, that that plus they were both straight. They were acting. They weren't. They weren't doing this for real. By the way, I saw uh, Liv Morgan's documentary on. WD Network. She has and, a documentary? Yeah, she does. Why? <sighs> Don't get me started. I, you know, I like documentaries, and I go on Netflix and watch documentaries. I just watched the Biggie documentary that came out on uh, March 1st with all the... Liv Morgan been wrestling all of 2.378 tenths of a second. Who in their right mind said, go do a documentary on this damn girl? Because you only live once. Yeah. That's what it's called. <sighs> I'm going to throw up a little bit right now. I can well. I can show you some documentaries that I even question. Like Biggie was one thing for me, and but Biggie's been to fill network space. But but Biggie was like ten years in Black History Month. But <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm bored from the live one. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Well, our truth. Well, our truth been around twenty years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, like I said, you know, WWE makes their own narrative, and when that happened with that storyline, I was like, man. Rusev, just go. Just, you, you need to go out. You need to go somewhere. Like they—they they not using you. You supposed to be killing people, crushing people, and they got you cuckolded. When everybody know in real life, you married to this woman. Even Lana put out a racy Instagram post months ago. So, but again, we got wrestling almost every day of the week. Uh, Thursday, not sure. Maybe that's when they aired an NXT. Still on the Peacock Network. We'll find something. There'll be something that'll put out. I mean, I still watch NMLW. I try to watch that too. There you go. There's some people I got like Calvin Tankman that I didn't know about. I started watching him. Big Black Brother. Like he's doing it. I love Tankman. Tankman's great. Big Greasy Brother. You know, he's just doing it. You just call him Greasy. Well, I'm kidding. Don't kill me, Calvin. Please kill. No. Because that was just rude. No, that dude can move. Yo. You want to talk about deceptively fast? 
that that dude moved like a Ferrari. That the, the, the takeaway from Husky Harris, he got a tank body but moves like a Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. Like like legit, exactly. Like that's a big boy, and you like, all right, he can't move. Holy crap! Look how fast he moves. <laughs> yeah. Like that's no no joke. I've seen him in person, and I'm just like, oh, y'all messed up now because this boy right here, he about to get it all. So I'm super happy for him. Yeah. So lengthy discussion. We're gonna end this. Uh, I like to have you back in uh, two weeks, and we can uh, do some road to arrest him. Follow up appointment. I'll subscribe to see you in two weeks, so we can check on your progress. Progress. Yes. Sorry. We're going. We're going to the road to WrestleMania or, or Fast Lane or whatever the pay per view is. We are on the road to the biggest wrestling event of the year. Two nights. COVID twenty twenty one in Florida, because we know that WWE will be there. We also know that other companies are scheduled to run. The question is. Will this or will this not be a super spreader event or events based upon the proximity to wrestling fans and wrestlers as they descend upon Florida? We will, of course, be here talking about the shows leading up to that and about what could possibly happen in Florida. There we go. I'm going to be praying for you while you're down Don't there. pray for me. You're going to be wearing your mask? Uh, Oh, no, well, of course I'm not. I'm just going to be stupid like the rest of the world. Yeah, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to wear two masks. I was, I, was scared. I was scared to go down there wearing a mask. I'd be stuck like a sore thumb. I don't care. Like, literally and truly, I don't care. I have several masks. I'm going to get some more. Uh, if I can, I will have masks that match my outfits. Anybody, That's what I've been doing. Anybody who looks at me funny for wearing a mask, my fingers work perfectly. The middle... And the crop chops will be popping off like screw you and my mouth. My mouth is a weapon. You may not be able to see the lips, but you will hear the voice and the words as I can go and go off on you in the best, worst possible way that you could ever imagine. They don't want my bad side. Keep me on the good side, folks. And also it's terrible enough that, you know, we're not still through this yet. It's a fourth string that's coming through. Uh, I know the mass business is not going to go away for another three to five years. Maybe like after we get, we totally get through this. I don't keep my mask forever because all y'all nasty. Some people breast think too. I said it before. Um, and also pe- people wash your mask because there's a thing called mask mouth that's around. And inhaling your own breath for long periods of time when you ain't brush your teeth does a lot of uh, damage to your mouth. Mm-hmm. I know people in the in the orthodontic business. They had a surge in mass mouth cases. Holitosis, mm-hmm. more bacteria in the teeth. So you have to brush your teeth more and use mouthwash more. But anyway, it's going to get worse when we go to Texas next year. Because they opened up 100%. Texas, no mandate. Texas is going to fall off the map. You know how they say Florida is going to fall off the map? Texas. Is what do you say, California? Florida too, but they're both going to just descend and I don't know fall from the United States proper. Texas went through a snowstorm. And his own senator left like it was like it was not. He chucked deuces. The fact that Texas got a snowstorm to that effect is a way of God telling us, "Hey, yo, try to get rid of these fuckers." <laughs> just saying. And there was another man that was like, "Go for your own. I can't help he, you." He's no longer mayor. 
I was like, he had to step down. He says, nobody owes you anything. We don't owe you any heat lights or anything like that. Bitch, I pay my bill. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I. Oh my God, I heard that. I was like, you got balls. In Texas, because Texas got open carry laws and all this other craziness with guns and what have you. I feel like a part of Texas is like Wild Wild West out. So my ass would wild wild west out right up to wherever he lived. I'd have skated because I'm from Chicago and we could do this the snow thing. I'd have found his house. I'm like, you don't owe me nothing? You better not have no lights up in here. I'm shooting them out. <laughs> Your ass better not have no heat. I'm shooting a heater up in here. Fool. So, so yeah. People. All right. So uh, we'll pray. I'm going to pray for you. Uh, Stop it. When you get down I'll there. I'll be fine. I'm, I'm, again, guys, girls, I, 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 bull crap you not. I'm wearing two masks, social distancing. I'm well. I'm vaccinated, so you can see I'm, me. I'm going to. I, I have people in my life that I cannot take home COVID. Okay, um, my 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 father's 86 years old. We, we're not playing that game. Okay, Ooh. so we're not we're not doing this. So I'm not playing with y'all in this COVID. Not doing it. So social distance. Wear your mask. Wash, wash your, your hands. Wash your ass. Use the sanitizer. Be safe. Be smart. This thing has killed over five. Yeah, we're almost at a million Americans. We're halfway to a million Americans and counting. Um, this is not something to play with. Um, so, for you people in Texas and Mississippi, Florida, <laughs> all these states that are opened up and the mandates have lessened, please be safe. And don't let don't let this government kill you, because they're killing the people who are ignorant. Tell the Karens that and the Kens. Yeah, let Karen and Ken die. Screw them. Um, also, be smart. Also, before we get out of here, I want to give a uh, condolences to uh, former independent wrestler uh, Aria Cadenza. Uh, she gave birth to a son a couple days ago, and he died. Mm-hmm. He unfortunately died. She put on Instagram, you know holding the frail one and she's putting together a uh, 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 I think it's a GoFundMe or something to help her to get through that it was something sad that I saw and I don't I don't have a direct relationship with her but I knew she wrestled in the New York area and she retired to become a family uh, to become a mother mm. and she has a daughter already doing pageants and she was going to be a mother to a son and he unfortunately died uh, days later after birth um, I don't want to know what the cause is. I just know that uh, it's a very, very terrible situation. Uh, my aunt went through that. Mm. Uh, my cousin died stillborn, uh, March 1995. And he would have been 26 today. Well, 26 this month. Mm-hmm. So, um, very, very terrible. So, I don't mean to bring it down little bit but uh, when we're talking about this health and cases and everything I'm a science person um, I, I say that once COVID is over we're gonna go through another three five maybe ten years of wearing mask mandate or no mandate um, it, it's real out here for those who are living in outer space um, just can't help it and for those who are living in other countries and you're relaxing yourselves because you're doing the you're doing the, uh, the protocols I love you I wish I could move over there. Um, praying for my friend in South Africa. She had COVID, and she just got her second shot. Um, so, 
like I said, we're still living, <laughs> we're under some kind of biological apocalyptic times right now. True. So, um, like I said, Mika's going down there to Florida, but being in Florida, I ain't going to be down there. And now I'm screwed because I'm going to Texas next year. So, but by the way, shout out to your military shirt. Yeah, I'm very, uh, patriotic. Your rankings. So we're going to get out of here. So Mika, just give them the handles. I am Mika Villas. That's M-I-K-A-V, like victory, I-L-L-A-S. That is on your Twitters. You can find me on your Facebook, your Instagrams. I'm even on Snapchat. Somebody said OnlyFans. You will not find me there. Nor, well, Patreon. You can find me there as well. That OnlyFans has got to be a conversation for another day. Um <laughs> I'm not saying we got you got to go down that route, but they got a documentary on Hulu about OnlyFans now. Oh man! But I am I am on all those. Hit me up. Tell me you agree with me. You disagree with me. If you want to talk wrestling, you want to talk drinks, you want to talk in general. I am affable. Well, you can catch me on Instagram and on Twitter at Sensational One S H I N S A T I O N A L O N E. Uh, I am going to create a Snapchat in due time. I keep telling myself this for the last three months uh, so I can just keep my handle. Uh, and I'm going to create a TikTok, which I'm doing that for my handle, period. Mm -hmm. And a big F you to those people on TikTok that want to cancel Eminem just because of a song lyric. Mm -hmm. Apparently, these people have not heard Eminem's catalog, period. Not at all. Because the, the lyric and love the way you lie about burning a woman... Why she's sleeping in the bed is not the worst lyric that he's ever put out. If y'all could chill with that. They're little zillennials. Whatever they are. But then again, you have your rappers that are... And putting diamonds in the middle of their forehead. Let's not start with the idiots. So, fight me on that one. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a boom bat person. You can't fight me. You can't fight me compared to two errors. Anyway, uh, catch me on the Twitter. Catch me on the Instagram. Again, I thank Mika Villas for uh, taking her time out. Uh, we're going to try to get together more often so we can whittle down these episodes to an hour because of short attention spans. And um, I got to say thank you, and i see you soon, and peace out. I want to, I want to.